Yeah, my mom did all right. We weren't rich, but we weren't poor. poor, poor we, we were definitive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's how we were too. So it was like I bought my clothes at Target yeah. until high school. Were you allowed to buy your own clothes? No. Your mom had to buy them for you. Yeah. Everything was in a budget. At Target? Yeah. That's embarrassing. Yeah. And kids knew. Kids knew. <laughs> kids know. Kids know that you're not wearing Jenkos, that you're wearing utility jeans. Yeah. Kids know. Sometimes you would send me a birthday card with a $5 bill. Then I never understood you then. And I guess I never will. Daddy gave me a name. My daddy gave me a name. Oh my god, you guys. I just did the worst introduction I might have ever done on this podcast. God, it was just so boring and meandering and bad. I was about to like upload it and then I'm like, what am I doing? This is just gonna turn eight and a half minutes of just garbage. Anyway. Hello everyone. How are you? I'm back in America, back in Los Angeles. I'm here while I do road weeks, getting ready for my special, October 29th. Big news. So I looked at the seating chart, and I'll have 20 extra tickets. So if you want a ticket and you're coming from far away, if you want to travel and see this, especially if you have not seen this, if you've not seen me on stage for the last year and a half, um, then tell me, and I'll try to get you tickets, especially if you can bring a girl with you. I think I need more girls to come, so... Contact at AriShafir.com or hit me on Twitter or Facebook. I check everything. That's why I need to get off. That's why I'm going to get a flip phone. I'm really a 50-50 on getting a flip phone right now. Half because I'm off iPhones because once I realized they use multiple forms of slave labor eh, in their production of iPhones, I can't, I can't buy one anymore. Also, they suck, so it's easier not to. Um, ever since Steve Jobs died, you guys, that company's gone downhill. It's time you admit it. That company's gone downhill. The first update with the maps, bullshit. If you think they're still where they were, bullshit. That's still a name. That's all they've got is their name, and they're ruining it. That maps update where they took you in the middle of nowhere, Steve Jobs would never would have stood for that. Left and right, they're fucking up. I can't think of any more because I'm a pothead, but you, they are out there. There's tons of examples. It's just worse. They're worse. They're catching up to everybody else, but also the slave labor. Uh, on this episode, I have my friend Dan Soder, who's a very funny comedian. I did not pick the best topic in the world for discussion because there's just, I picked being raised in a single father, in a single parent household. He was raised by his mom. His dad was out of the picture. I thought I'd be more rich, but then I just really couldn't think of many questions that would like, you know, for a single mother, I could, I could think of tons of questions, but for a kid, most of the experience is just, you don't know the difference. You just go play with your friends. You know, it's only looking back and wondering what you missed. That's 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 the difference in experience, and that's not really your experience. That's just you wondering. So anyway, we got into a little bit, but Dan Soder is a very funny comic. I'm going to have him on again. He was a waiter for a long time. I didn't want to do that because I had a, a podcast with uh, the head chef at Noma that I can't record anymore, which is okay, but he said it was like came off bad. He didn't want me to air it. It's fine. I still had a wonderful meal, and I had a great discussion with him. It was a lot of fun. So even though I can't air it, I still got the benefit out of it. None of you guys did. But to make up for that, I'll be doing an interview with Bobby Kelly talking about our epic meal at the best restaurant in the world three out of the last four years. Um, 
So I had Dan Soder on. I'll have him on again. Um, some dates real quick. By the way, I just got back from Dayton, Ohio. Fuck. I mean, if the national average for unemployment was like 11%, that's what they admitted. It was like 14, 15%. They just stopped counting people who were on unemployment for so long that they stopped qualifying for unemployment. The Obama administration was like, mm, we need to make uh, gains on unemployment. So let's just not count those people anymore. So suddenly the unemployment level just dropped. And they're like, look how we're making a difference. Like, no, you're just not counting people that are unemployed for so long that they can't even qualify for unemployment. That's not, that's not how you find jobs. That's just whatever. Fucking politics. Revolutionaries, I'm behind you. Even if I don't support you like with my, with my weapons and my fucking money, I support you. It's time. It's time to start the revolution. Peaceful if you can, but we all know that's not going to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, let's start the episode. Oh, so Dayton, Ohio. Oh, my God, you guys. So I did the first of my three weeks getting ready during my first my hour, and it was in Dayton. Cool club, Wiley's. Everyone should check it out. Um, new owners, and they're, uh, they're starting to have new people in there. So if you go there to Wiley's and tell them, they don't have an old core ownership, tell them who you want to see. Tell them you want to see Tom Segura. Tell them you want to see these guys. Uh, by the way, Tom Segura. Go to his website and check him out. One of the best comics in America. If, you, if you're not, I know you know his podcast or whatever, but if you're not seeing him on stage, you, you're really missing out. You, sh- you should go see him. Um, so anyway, that Dayton week was fun, but man, that city is unemployed. It was like eight cash checking places right next to my hotel, like eight different check cashing places and nowhere to cash them in. No restaurants. No, no, no nothing open at late or during the day. The only place to eat, literally one of the th- two of the three places to eat during the day were at job centers. Oh, <sighs> but fun regardless, super fun regardless. Um, <laughs> I mean, I you know I didn't have a job there, but I wasn't looking for one, so it didn't affect me. Um, some dates real quick. So that was Dayton. Then I'll be this weekend in um, in San Diego at. Um, American Comedy Company, 16th through 18th, with Fahim Anwar, and possibly one one night, Lance Kenstopoulos. If you are coming to my storyteller show, do not come to San Diego. If you saw me in La Jolla, it's going to be the same hour, so only come if you're a super pothead and forgot the jokes. That is one of the benefits, by the way, of having potheads for fans, is that they forget the jokes and they can come again. Um, but don't fuck around with my special. You might not forget. Seriously, if you've seen it a bunch, do not come. Just sell your ticket to someone else or sell it back to the store and they'll sell it to someone else. Um, what else? Oh, oh, so here's the deal. So I'm also going next weekend to Appleton, Wisconsin, the 23rd to the 25th. Cool club, wanted to do my, record my uh, CD there, Eventual Holocaust, couldn't make it happen, but um, I'm glad I'm getting a chance to go. I went once for one day, so it's cool to do a whole weekend. But guess what? Dan Soder is also there this weekend, the 16th or the 18th. So being the Jew that I am, I called the owner, Cliff Dietrich, and I said, um, Cliff, my fans don't know Dan Soder. How about we do a two-for-one special? And he said, Ari, you're the Jew, not me. But I convinced him. So listen, if you buy a ticket for Dan Soder this weekend, and he's legitimately a funny comic. You guys, I'm, I'm not going to go this in-depth with people if they're not funny comics. I'll just say, oh, they're a good friend and they're funny. You, you, you'll be able to see through what I say. If you've listened to this podcast enough, you can see the difference. I'm not going to like be like 
glowing and flowery over a guy I don't think is funny. But Dan Soder is funny. So, if you get a ticket for Dan Soder and use the code REPOD, it might be all caps, I think it might be, then you get a free ticket for me on Thursday or Friday, the 23rd or 24th. He said Saturday sells out no matter what, so not for that. But that's two for one, you guys. See Dan Soder, use the code REPOD, and then uh, get a ticket for me for Thursday or Friday right now. Do it. Why not? I'm hooking you the fuck up. Uh, if you're coming to see my special, I already tell you that from far away, let me know. And then I'm going straight from there to Maui for the Maui Comedy Festival. Perfect vacation. Um, uh, and then my storyteller shows in New York on October 6th. I mean, November 6th. Uh, me, Norton, Mark Normand from my podcast, Bridget Everett. I'm looking for one more big name. All right. Then Vancouver and uh, and um, Utah in November. You guys, that's it. Let's start the episode. This was a much better introduction than the last one. I apologize, even though nobody ever heard the last one. So, Ari Shapiro Skeptic Tank, episode 188. Paymock with Dan Soder. Starting now. Cause when I was low, you was there for me You never left me alone because you cared for me And I can see you coming home after work late You're in the kitchen trying to fix us a hot plate You're just working with the scraps you was giving And mama made miracles every Thanksgiving But now the road got rough, you're alone You're trying to raise two bad kids on your own And there's no way I can pay you back But my plan is to show you that I understand you all appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there was like a couple guys where I was like, oh, fuck. I like finding out about LA guys that are really good. Yeah, you would think you would know all of them, too. I just realized it's about England comics, too. There's just a bunch that like, we've just never heard of. Yeah. Unless they have a big TV, like a lot of TV credits, then you're like, even then, why would it come up? Why would somebody tell me? Unless you like watch someone special, I don't even think you really. Yeah, I used to oh, turn on premium blend and stuff. Yeah. And I would just be like, oh, who's on this episode? Yeah. You know, or the beginning of Letterman, it, it says, like, who's going to be all the guests. And if there's a comic, I'd be like, okay. Or if it says comic, somebody I've never heard of, I'd be like, oh, I don't know them. Yeah. And then I don't know if they're from New York or they're from M- Michigan. I have no idea. I have no idea. And you have no idea. Yeah, exactly. And it's almost, I, it's almost, a, it takes like a recommendation from a friend to be like, you got to see this guy. Yeah, you got to And then the you're like, and then it, it, it peaks that interest where you're like, kind of like it used to be with music when I was a kid where I was like, all right, I'm going to listen to this Oh, band. that cool guy likes them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they, he's got good taste. Yeah. So. You ever have somebody tell you like, oh, you got to check out this guy. And then that guy's name comes up later and you go, without even having seen them, you go, oh yeah, yeah no, they're really funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's like a fraud. A, I am. Yeah, yeah. And everyone doesn't admit it, but I'll, I'll totally admit it. Yeah, you, you become such a fraud. You're like, oh, he kills. And you're like, have you seen him? You're like, no. You're like, this is my problem with the industry. The same <laughs> yeah, thing yeah, I'm doing yeah, now yeah. is that they just go by what everybody else is saying. I've noticed everything we ever bitch, everything we ever bitch about is comics. It's, We're all guilty of doing just human nature, it not is. industry nature, just human nature. We're like, they, they just put this guy on because they saw him do one set, and you're like, yeah, but you said you loved this guy, and you saw him do. F- three minutes and you walked outside to smoke weed whenever people talk about like which girls they find funny they always brought up like oh so-and-so did really well one time i was like so you watched half her set once <laughs> yeah and you're willing to say she's one of the ones that are yeah like, you watched half of one set once okay you saw, or even you saw a tweet and you're like oh uh, yeah that's exactly funny. she's a really funny comment with a tweet <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it's like you're doing them a disservice yeah you re- well it's a di- yeah a exactly. rewarding garbage uh, whatever just being like oh well it really it's fucking high school man yeah. It's that high school bullshit. 
I used to have like a real code in my heart of like I wouldn't tell people they were they were good or their stand up was something I liked unless I liked it. I still do that. I've done it a couple of times though. You know what? I've I've broken I will never It always feels bad though. I will never if I don't think someone's funny, I will never say they're a great comic. Oh right. But what I will do say good set. Not really. If I'll have to watch at least a minute of it, right? Then I'll feel comfortable being like, right, right, right. all right. I can yeah, if you watch on. the last when the light goes off, you get there right then, and you watch the last three minutes. And they did well. I don't mind saying, "Hey, good job." Yeah, yeah. yeah. If they're getting laughs, yeah. If you can quote something specific from that act that right. they did, but you can't just walk in the room and be like, "Hey, great set." Oh, right. And you're like, "Well, that, that's, that's just fake." Yeah. I saw. Um, who's the the white haired guy from Blue Collar Comedy? Uh, Raw white, Ron white? white. Yeah, I saw him at the store. He popped in the store. I yeah. had never seen him there before, and he went on, and it was just, it was so so. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I saw him in the back afterwards, and I mean, I kind of look up to him, not because I know his material, just because I guess of his pedigree. I don't really know. Yeah, and I was like, hey, good, good job, man, good set. And he was like, mm, yeah, thanks. And it was just like, oh yeah, he knew he had a bad set. Why yeah. am I? Why am I? Why, like he's been doing comedy for twenty five years. He understands <laughs> that that was just a shitbox set that he threw up. Yeah, this and I'm grizzled, telling him good job. Like, come on, this grizzled vet's gonna get brightened up from you saying good set. Like yeah. he's an open micer. He's like, hey, thanks, man. What I meant was, it was cool to get a chance to see you. Yeah, that's what I should have said. Yeah, I think I'm trying to do that, like to be that more honest route and be like, hey, this joke's really funny. Yeah, like I'll be like, "Hey, I saw you do this joke. That's really funny." Yeah, I like that. Just just nurture the one good thing. Good thing. Yeah, and then they're like, "Oh, thanks." Because I, I, and you'll probably agree with me. As a comic, you're always when someone picks something specific from your act, you're yeah. like, "Oh, thank you." So yeah. you saw that. Okay, right. good. Because right. you know what they're looking for. So you're like, "Oh yeah, okay, I feel good about that now." There was this girl Stephanie who who did some shitty joke about her being half German and half Spanish. Yeah. And ha- then she did a whole act out about um, the sperm going like, this will, be, this will look like me, something like that. I don't know. And the egg having a Spanish accent, whatever it was. And I was like, Stephanie, you're better than that joke. You're a smart girl. Like, that's, that's dumb. And she goes, no, people I respect really like it. And then I realized, oh, you're pretty. So people you respect tell you, hey, good job. <laughs> but that's, no, it's, it's not a defensible joke. That's penis yeah. talking. That's not comic talking. Yeah. That's, and they just see respected comic. Yeah. So it's like, don't, you're doing people a disservice telling them fucking things were good when they weren't. Yeah. That's almost like they live. Like when, yeah. uh, when a hot girl gets complimented by a comic, you're like, well, they're inhabited by a penis. That's not really them. They're possessed <laughs> by their want to fuck you. Natasha Legera once we were talking about boobs and she was like, Ari, you know, most guys I talk to say they like smaller boobs. And I was like, most guys that you talk to <laughs> say they like the thing that you have. Yeah. Interesting. That's so yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's like having a green backpack on, and they're yeah. like, green backpacks are the best. Yeah, everyone I know yeah. likes green backpacks. Everyone I, yeah. I see. I love big fat titties. Yeah. Uh, they'd be great to always debunk that. <laughs> I was like, people are getting hilarious. breast implants. It's a whole industry's going on, but uh, everybody likes your boobs, huh? Oh, but but apparently there's this uh, fucking underground swelling of <laughs> small titties yeah. that everyone's. It's the craziest sweep in the nation. Yeah, why don't you go to that mansion with that guy that does breast augmentation? You see my trophy? Yeah, what is that for? Comics Basketball League. Really? Yeah. Can you ball? Yeah. Look at the look at the uh, award. Look at this trophy. Best <laughs> worst player. <laughs> Best worst. The best comic slash worst player comedy basketball league fall 2011. Yeah. How terrible are you? Because I'm really bad too. I'm ABA-ish now. Uh, I, the fundamentals have never gone away. I can do a look away pass with the best of them. Really? Balance pass. Follow through though. Follow through. You really do have like, um, you look like you'd be like a, a point guard at Princeton. 
Right. Where you'd be yeah, like, you'd do the elbow turn. Yeah, you'd be like, pass, 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 <laughs> and shoot, and yeah. shoot, and shoot. I love running the back door. Yeah. Especially in pickup games. It's the greatest. <laughs> no one expects it, and it's just a free basket one to two times a game. I am so bad at basketball, I don't even think I could run a back door. Did you ever play with the guys when they played? Yeah. This this month? And I, no, not this month. I used to play when, um, when everyone played back in Astoria in oh, Queens. Oh. I used to go out on Wednesdays. And I think my game – do you know sports a lot? Yeah. I would probably say my game is – I always compared myself to Arvita Sabonis after his knees went. Oh. So I just like <laughs> – Not much like, hang time, but really – No hang time. Just – yeah. And I just got one move. Yeah. And it sometimes works. <laughs> the duck under? Yeah, the duck under, and then I just put it in. Duck under is great. Because I'm tall, they'd always put me on Big J, uh-huh. and Big J plays Big like... Big Sh- plays like an oaf. He plays like Shaq in yeah, O2. Yeah, my arm still fucking injured when I was shooting these <laughs> promos for that storyteller. They're like, whoa, did, did we injure your arm doing these promos? I'm like, no. Fucking J with his frat guy <laughs> shove my fucking gigantic frame into you. He's got real Philadelphia game. Ugh. It's like that violent back you down and then just put it in real quick. It's four beers a night frame. That's what it is. It's all those, it's all those frat guys. They always fucking play yeah. big. I'm like, yeah. ah, you're 5'11 or 5'10. What's up, bro? Yeah, why are you a center? Get out of an, here. I took an Adderall before I hit the court. <laughs> I used to take Vibram before flag football. Oh, Viagra? No, Vibram. Oh, that's hilarious. I thought you took it <laughs> running around with your dick bouncing. That way they can't grab the flag. <laughs> it's a natural, you can't, not a block of the hand. <laughs> Did I hit the flag or his dick? <laughs> Either way, I came. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. How long have you been here in New York? You started here? I started in Tucson for oh. two years and then like New University York. of Arizona. Yeah. So I knew I had to get out of there because yeah. I was watching like. Is there a scene there? No, uh, I mean, there's comics there. But there's a club, Laughs, but yeah. there's um, the headliners they draw in, like one out of every six are good. Right. So, so you're seeing a lot of road hacks. Just good, but not even like known, just good. Yeah, just good. You're not like getting big guys. It's a C-level club. Yeah. So you're seeing like guys that were good in the 90s. Uh-huh. Because I started in 04. But every once in a while, you get a good someone like you. You get like a Troy Baxley ago. from Denver. Okay. Or you get like Ben Troy. Creed, who's like an old New York guy who just fucking murders and he's funny really funny and so i would watch those guys and kind of be like i would make sure i watched all of their shows but then like oh right the next week would be like you know a hypnotist or like tc hatter and marcier and the silent clown (laughs) and you're like watching you're like what the fuck is this they've just made that commitment at clippers basketball of like we're gonna put out a low amount of output money wise yep we're gonna get as much as we can back from that and I'll tell you what, man, they, you know, Tucson audiences, they would come out because it's the only comedy club. They would. So they'd come out. Oh, so why even, why, what's the incentive to get a better comedy? They, they don't, they didn't have a need to try yeah. to book better acts. And they would get good young guys on the way up. That's good. Yeah, they'd book like a lot of funny younger guys that would maybe just started headlining. Hopefully they'll show some loyalty when they get better. That's their, maybe their plan. Yeah, but then they changed owners and that got fucked. Uh, and then the new owner was like, because I, I. you ever go there? Do you ever play there anymore? No. I started there. And then um, I, I moved from MC to feature within like, you know, a year and a half. Yeah. And then um, I tried to go back out there to feature once I moved to New York. And the guy was like, send me a 30-minute tape. And I was like, oh. I'm in New York. That's impossible. Yeah. Where am I going to get that? And he's like, well. And I was like, you're a fucking dick. Yeah. And then I just, you know, and then I've been out here. I moved out here in 07, January of 07. So I've been here about seven and a half years. Wow. I almost went, tried to get booked in Tucson once for a girl I wanted to hook up with. You should do Club Congress. Club Congress? Yeah, it's where like Stanhope does. That sounds like some place would play Pussycat Dolls. <laughs> yeah. 
I think it is. At night, <laughs> afterwards, yeah. it turns yeah. into that. I think it really is. Ugh. I think there's like Sambuca shots and Garbage. Fucking, yeah. But it's a cool venue. Look, if you're going to have one of those venues, at least have jello shots. <laughs> I think they might. Okay. I don't, oh, I don't yeah. know Arizona how it's had been. a lot of that. Arizona had a lot of deck, deck, deck drinking, right? Yeah, what it is is they try to have the beach atmosphere without the ocean. Right. That's all Arizona's got. Yeah. It's the right like, weather, that dry, warm weather. It, and it's fucked up. Because yeah, no could, ocean, but flip-flops. You can you think you're at you're think it's like you're four blocks away from the ocean at all times. Yeah, and then you just keep turning corner. It's like hell. You just keep turning a corner, and there's never a body of water. Wow, that's how Tempe and uh, and to, and uh, Scottsdale are too. Yeah, it's that very beach culture where they're like, yeah. let's drink some rum and fucking yeah. hang out. And you're like, that's why Havasu. That's why they go nuts about Lake Havasu, which is an okay lake. <laughs> People go boating out there, right? Yeah, they're like, we're going to Havasu. And you're like, yeah. how about we go to California? And go to the actual beach. Go to the ocean. Yeah. And have fun. And they're like... No, jet skiing. And a lot of the people I went, that went to Arizona, I went to Arizona with, were like rich kids from San Diego. Oh, really? So they really had that like... Do they call it the Sioux? No. Oh, okay. I don't know. I, I didn't really I don't know if they did. I just thought, right around thought maybe that's something they would have called. I didn't really hang out with them. Oh. Because they're always like... Let's do a Zanny bar and do shots. I'm like, you guys are going to die. <laughs> Zanny bar. Yeah. Kurt Metzger is convinced now. He goes, you can to be fine on any drug. Don't mix. Yeah. Once you start mixing is when you die. That every, that's how it's always happened. Yeah. So Geraldo didn't know. Yeah. You Nobody can't. told Geraldo, don't mix. You mix, you're fucked. Yeah. Because then your body starts fighting one off. Yeah. And then the other the one. The problem is sometimes mixing is so good. Weed and alcohol was always a great mix. Weed and alcohol is a really good one. Yeah. If. But some people can't mix it, though. I remember early on smoking when I would be high for like four or five hours once yeah. you got high. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, I miss it. I, yeah, that's I miss what it. happened when I got, I, got a, uh, I got a ball of wax that did that to me. Oh, really? And then what I love about Kurt is I was talking to him about it, and he's like, he's always, Kurt's always semi-distracted. Yeah. Whenever you're talking to him, he's always got like this thing going on in his head. And I was like, I got this. He's like, what is it? Is it the flaky or the, or the, or the sticky kind? I go, the sticky kind. He goes, yeah, I'll fuck you up. <laughs> and it was like it got me like high school high yeah i took a whack when i got off stage off my g-pen i just hit it really hard like twice it was in the hallway in the cellar in the back like with the staircase yeah. and, it, and then i went upstairs and it fucking hit me and i was like i gotta go like, yeah that I'm, wax i'm way too high it makes me cloudy though if i smoked out of a g-pen like that after like two or three days even like three days later i'm still like what What'd yeah you say? i call it brain mud Brain mud, yeah. Because you just feel like you're walking in mud mentally. Yeah. You're like, I can't get my feet. It gets you fucked up, though. That part's good, but it's, then it's the afterwards. I like it. I'll, I like wax on the road. Because you I can't just, get anything else. And you can well, I easy. can bring it with you. Yeah. Not only that, but in my hotel room, because I don't drink anymore, I don't go out. So I'll bring like my PlayStation and I'll just... What a fucking... God, all these guys bring their PlayStations with them now. Well, it's better than going and cheating on my girlfriend and drinking and fucking up my life. Well, maybe to her and to you. <laughs> Me, I don't care either way. Yeah, you don't. As a third party, you don't yeah. give a fuck. Uh, it's just weird. It was like the road used to always be this dangerous thing. Like, we're going to get fucked up, which I never wanted to get fucked up all the time. But like, I used to love that. I don't know the idea of PlayStation. Like, well, let's go back to the room and play. Because I know how much I like drinking. Yeah. Especially when I go to cities like Bloomington or like Madison, Wisconsin. Madison's good. And they're like, you go, we want to come out to the bar? I'm like, oh, I'll fucking come off the wagon. Yeah, I will easily come off the wagon, and then it, I won't just have a couple. Like I'll go until my body shuts down. Yeah, and I know that, so I'm like, yeah, I got a little bit of wax, and I got <laughs> fucking a couple DVDs. You know, 
watch go watch it on my PlayStation, maybe play some Madden and then go to sleep and then wake up like, yeah, I'll go explore the city. It's just so much better for me. Wow. Because I used to just, I remember there was a weekend in Seattle where I did a, a club in Kirkland, Washington. Oh yeah. Jokers. Uh, laughs. Laughs. L- laugh spot. I think it's called Laugh Spot. Maybe Laughs. Laughs. Yeah, just Laughs. Oh, yeah, it's Kirkland. Okay, that's not Central Washington. It's no, like no, no. near Seattle. Yeah, yeah, okay, it's, yeah. It's right outside. It's a suburb of Seattle. Yeah. And um, and what? I got so fucked up yeah. the first night I was there that uh, I just stayed in my hotel room throwing up and then walking to get fast food and then like eating that, sleeping, throwing up again, and then starting to drink again. And that's all I did all weekend. Wow. Was I would just go and get blackout drunk at night. And then wake up sick all day, drink to feel okay again right before the shows, do the shows, then get even more fucked up, and then just sleep all day. Wow. And so it was like, you know, if I bring a PlayStation. I I heard even like Pablo in his worst days, they would be like, they'd see him like show for the show on, you know, on Friday. And they're like, hi, Pablo, are you wearing the same clothes as yesterday? And they realized like he hadn't stopped yet. He's going to go to sleep after these shows. Jesus. That's fucking yeah yeah some stories i've heard about pablo i'm like maybe i should bring him used to, it was illegal not illegal but against the rules for the features to drink in the green room because that was going to get him started yeah so no one was allowed to drink with him can you couldn't even go out with him afterwards to drink like you were not permitted to do that and can you imagine that it's not even self-inflicted like the club knows that uh-huh that's how you know you're you've got a fucking problem is when the club is like it's like you know all the stories you used to hear about uh what was his name john fox yeah all those stories were like, don't like, don't give him his money until the last show. Right. Like, I never wanted to be one You're of like, those guys. What do you guys. mean? No, it's early show Saturday. I can just pay him now because yeah. I don't want to stay, that he's going to leave. Yeah. I, I can't imagine having a reputation like that. Wow. Just fucking being like, don't give this man his money because <laughs> he's a piece of shit. Because he's awful. Yeah. He's just a fucking nut job. Look at that guy outside. What's he doing? Or girl. That's a older man. Yeah, older man, right? Yeah, with a long blonde ponytail standing on a fire escape. He's got long shorts on. Long shorts. Or maybe a towel? No, it's no a, those are long shorts. Those are like uh, uh, th- like tie-dye shorts. Oh, yeah, tie-dye shorts, maybe board shorts. He's sweeping off. Oh, I think he's sweeping off his air conditioner. Oh. He's wearing a mask? Is it a boy or a girl? Is it a girl? No, I can't tell. I think it might be a girl. It is a lady. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, yeah. th- I see the titties through the t shirt. Yeah, she's got like baby tits. Yeah. <laughs> Those little ones, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what yeah. you doing? Oh, my God. I, lo- I, love, I love looking at people. She's not even doing anything. <laughs> yeah. You just feel this is why, pe- you know what? This is why, like, um, the fappening and all that shit is popular. Because people you, love looking in at people love, when they don't know. You love the voyeurism of just being like, yeah. I'm just watching this person do this simple. So my task. favorite amateur porn is when it comes around a corner, like the screen, like the the you know the, the camera comes around a <laughs> corner how, and then peers back because like oh they might have looked and then slowly peers out again. That's how you know it's going to be a good one. <laughs> yeah, <you're laughs> like, that, oh, like, I'm that's not like supposed to be here. <laughs> that's like a stunning opening cinematic shot for you because yeah. you're like ooh a corner peep. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. They have no sound too. Even better, or if the yeah. only sound is coming from the guy recording in the kitchen and they're in the backyard or something. Oh, you're so really into zoom that? In, he'll look at it, but you don't hear them at all. I oh, mean, I'm the opposite. I like, I like, production lo- I love production value. Oh. I like good lighting. I like, uh, you know, yeah, I like good lighting too. I like um, good sound. We can hear like the, like that, oh. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, but that, but I, you know, I never got into the amateur. It's like I used know. to jerk off to, um, I. When you can play multi multi videos at once, yeah, I would watch porn on mute, 
because the guys would talk too much for yeah. a while. And then I would, I would have another porn of just girl masturbation. Oh. And I put that on high, but I'd watch the porn on mute. <laughs> would you sync it up? Floyd and Wizard of Oz. When she starts fingering herself, that's it. and he puts it in her ass. That's what I'm gonna sync it up. Tear down the wall. That's <laughs> oh, the other album. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, you have a fucking complicated system of jerking off. Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> whole thing. Jump through a lot of hoops just to fucking beat <laughs> off. You, re- you watch Broad City? Yeah, yeah. Do you see the one where she got her roommate masturbating? Which? It's, from, it's from the first year. Well, there's only been one year, I guess. Yeah, yeah, The Abbey. Not not the hotter one. Okay, the one with the boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that guy with the beard. Yeah. He's like, I haven't even started to do... Because I, I haven't even started to do butt stuff yet. <laughs> yeah. That was when he's on the couch. <laughs> yeah. She walks into the living room. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that fucking show, man. I, like, I, it came out and you're like, God, it's just great when there's good shows coming out. Yeah. I think it makes you feel more positive. Because I think we're always so, like comics were always so pessimistic about what networks release and shit yeah it's like nothing yeah and for a while comedy central was like that's my bush yeah and you know whatever else little bush little bush and that's no little bush there was yeah. some other shows too but where they did like, all that come on man what do you guys know they had two shows they had that's my bush and little yeah, bush. Both of them. oh my god little bush was the cartoon that's my bush wow was, yeah that's the w administration fucking <laughs> wow. spawned two parody shows wow but they um yeah, but then you see them doing something better. You're like, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, it's almost like down the FX route where you're like, oh, it's a little edgy. I kind of yeah. like it. Yeah, it's really just. I, I when it came out, I was like, it's just girl. From what I knew was like not girl comedy. Yeah. Just it's just from some girls. Yeah, but it wasn't that. There's a style of comedy that's girl comedy, and this you ever go to DC Improv? This girl Melba who works there. She used to be a door girl, and then she um, a ticket girl, and then she's now she's a manager. But she said there's something called guy comedy, which you probably know about now with being on guy code for so long. <laughs> but I was like, "What do you mean?" She goes, "No, there's a specific type of comedy that's not just guy. Com- it's for men. It's like only for men. The way that girl comedy is only for women. Yeah, and the other can appreciate it a little bit, but it's specifically for them. Jokes about the weather is not for guys or girls. Yeah, you know that's what most people do. Well, I think there is, and I think uh, I think you can even identify that in new york and a lot of the times it's it's that i think guy comedy which i always it's bro dude comedy it really is that's what it is where it's like you guys ever notice that girls like this yeah and you guys ever notice that girl where it's like this and that, like, that's um, like that's our same problem with girl comedy it's a it's like an a shitty anthropologist yeah they're like women do this and you're like yeah, no, yeah women do women it's yeah. like only black women in the northeast yeah like that's not women women that's, love doing this well do they or yeah. just do a couple do it <laughs> did you hear about that a long time ago yeah and i think that really um i've seen a lot of guys do that here in the city i want to stop like, everybody who says who are, they don't as much anymore who says like when your girlfriend asks do I look fat in these jeans I want to stop them, like tell me the time that that actually happened to you yeah tell me the exact time I'm going to call her I'm going to call her and ask if she actually said it to you because I don't yeah. believe she did and I or the thing of like um, like I, I always like because it takes away from when people have real jokes about that oh right like like it really now right. someone will doubt my joke because of your shitty right like uh, lazy writing joke. like everyone does prison rape jokes yeah. so I'm like you don't even know anyone who knew anyone who was prison raped <laughs> yeah but if you actually a dude was in prison and wanted to do a prison rape joke it's like yeah you shouldn't be hacky because you actually got the fucking you're gonna be like prior yeah you're gonna be coming with some shit that no one's talked about before if you've been anally raped yeah 
And then you're like prior, more like prior asshole open. No, no it wouldn't work. We was there. It's a male. It's a male. It's something. Yeah, I saw you. I mean, good attempt. Yeah, thanks. I, th- I fucking thought you. Th- I saw you throw it up, and I was like, "Come on, go in. Come on, like, go right off the back pow. of the rim. Yeah, Bang. <laughs> and there's that trophy for fucking best attempt at a premise. <laughs> All right, here's what we're gonna talk about with you. Well, wait, are you doing that show with, with Big J now? Yeah, on Sirius? Yeah, what's I mean, it called? It's, it, well, it's, hopefully it'll be called Big J and Soder. It was called The Soder Show, but... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to drive a wedge in between you before it even starts. Dude, so funny. That I wish you could have... I wish I could have <laughs> taped them at the meeting where they were like... Because Jay and I wanted to call it... We had a six... What happened was we had a six-episode run on Comedy Central Radio. Yeah. On Sirius. And I had a signed contract. They didn't get Jay a contract. Something happened... I think it was serious fucking with us, but they didn't get Jay a contract. And so they're like, we can't legally put big J's name in the show name. And I'm like, well, that's stupid Yeah, because it's going to be he and I the entire. Yeah. Plus what if you wanted to do that as a name fully knowing he would never be on even one episode? Couldn't you just do that? Yeah. Couldn't I call my show the Ari and Soder show? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and then just like it's an inside joke. And then be like, huh? Well, like a little legally wink. allowed. They always say legally allowed. I'm like, did you ask? Well, they hide. They, they that's their way of hiding behind some bullshit shield. Yeah. And so we, Jay and I, wanted to call it limited edition radio. Okay. And we were gonna like make a joke about it every week about how this is an limited, this is a limited really, edition yeah. thing. Yeah. And we thought it was great. We thought it sounded great. And then Sirius comes to me and they're like, no, no limited edition radio. And I'm like, well, why? And they're like, I don't know. We're just gonna call it the Soder Show. And I was like, whoa. whoa, whoa. No. Yeah. And they're like, listen, we just we have to go. Like, they did the thing where they were standing in the doorway. Like, we have to go. We have to go. We're just going to call it this. I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to call it that. And they're like, no, no, no. We just have to do this. So they're like, we're we're going to put him as as very special guest, Big J Okerson. I'm like, but he's going to be on every episode. Yeah. And I think they really doubted what the show was going to be. I think they didn't think Jay and I could do a show. I honestly believe that. Until the first episode when we recorded it, and they had, we had a couple people in the room besides the board op and, and the producer. And it went well. And it went well, and the look they gave us of like, oh, you guys actually... Here's what they got to do. Not, the, not Comedy Central, but anybody. When you trust somebody to go do it, then you got to step out of the way and trust them. Get the fuck out yeah, of the way. Like, I have advice. If you'd like it, I think it should be called the Soto Show because of this, but here's my reason. But obviously, it's up to you. And then walk away. TV's That's the, the same. Thing. Yeah. I'm saying all those people. Yeah. They were like... They trust you to do it, but they don't trust you to actually do it. What I love is then someone like Louis C.K. comes along and they get out of his way and then he wins all these Emmys and all of a sudden they're heralded as geniuses. Well, you see what Colin Quinn said about it? What? When he goes like, guys, in the industry, he's doing this. this oh, I listened to the address. industry address. Yeah. And he was like, it's, if you're right half the time, <laughs> I could see it. But yeah. you're right like one out of 10 times. So just shut the fuck up and get out of here. Yeah. It's insane. It's insane, and it's mostly... It's like you're, you're nine out of ten misses. Why do you keep throwing up? Because that's what they do, and it's, 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 it's mostly ego-driven. It's mostly that they just don't want to relinquish this power that they've worked their way up to. I don't know. I think it's the same thing we were talking about before, where it's just human nature. I think they'll be like, look, I've done this a lot. This guy's never done a radio show. He doesn't know these things. But I had done radio. Right. Oh, that really? was the frustrating part. I worked at K-Rock. I worked at KFMA in Tucson. Where'd you, where'd you work at K-Rock? In New York. I worked at... No, oh, that Q- K-Rock. Yeah, not the K-R-O-Q. Not the real K-Rock. F- fake Rock. No, no. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do they call the... Faux uh, Rock? Fo- K- K-Frock? No. What do they call that um, Fugazi? That's the... Yeah! 
So you call no, it. That doesn't work in there. No. We're going to get a word pun. Yeah. This is going to be the goal of this episode. Okay, mock? Uh, closer. Closer, because it's, it's like a knockoff of yeah. it. Yeah. K-mock. Yeah, I think Haymock will have to stick with right now. Yeah, this, we'll that, put a that's when I'm like, look, we got to put one in. <laughs> yeah. say, okay, put this one in until I can find something better. But, but we'll come back yeah, we'll until come. the last. <laughs> and so we did the six episodes, and the uh, response was fucking incredible. Yeah. Because so it's, it's Jay and I making each other laugh. So now you're going to keep doing that? Well, now we get to see how they work big business-wise. Oh. Because now they're just stalling talks. Like I have my manager reaching out and they're like, well, Comedy Central is going to get back to us in a week. And I'm like, what is there to get back about? Let's just do the show. Either you want the show or not. Uh And so finally I talked to Opie from Opie and Jim and he was just like, all right, let's just put you on our channel. And so now we're like, hey, Comedy, do you want to show? But Jay and I want to do more than once a week. Right. So that's why we're letting Comedy Central be like, hey, do you have anything to say? Do you tell them you have an offer from somebody else or they want you to do it? Well, now we're going to see how that goes. You should let them know. That's what pushes things faster sometimes. Yeah. And I think, well, we're we're waiting to have a solidified offer. Jeff Ross, they had that where they couldn't decide if they wanted to pick up the burn or not to start with. Yeah. And then they were like waffling, waffling, waffling. And then he got an offer to do that, the Revolution show. Yeah. Remember Revolution? What was that on? All the power goes out. Oh, yeah. With the light symbol. Yeah. J.J. Abrams. Yeah. And so they wanted him to be the goofy like scientist on there. And he was like, hey, I got an offer to do this. And they're like, all right, we'll, we'll take a show. We'll take a show. Yeah, man. It's, it's so strange because it's like. Um, it's the same with Zion with chicks. It, it, it's exactly what I was going to say. Girls yeah. are like, do you want to go out? Can I take you out to dinner? And like, I don't know. You're like, all right, well, I'm going to take this girl. I'll go out with you. Yeah. When do you want to go out? And you're like, yeah. fucking. Well, I met the same with chicks with me where it's like if a girl doesn't seem like people are hitting on her, I'm like, eh. But then as soon as other people do, I'm like, oh, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. I'm still interested. <laughs> it works both ways. Though. Yeah. Just human nature. You want what you can't have. Yeah. That's what it fucking turns into. So hopefully Jay and I will be back on Sirius very shortly. Oh. And very, you know, hopefully by next week. Yeah. Hopefully you won't be on Saturday Night Live back then. What's that? Hopefully you won't be on Saturday Night Live back that, by then. Yeah. Well, that didn't happen. So it only took Che and Pete Davidson? Well, Che, uh, the. Che, I don't think was a. Uh, he wasn't part of that thing. Yeah, I think, he, he didn't audition or. Anything. Yeah, I heard um, the news. The uh, weekend update is a completely separate thing. Separate well, writers. Separate. The night before I screen tested, I hung out with Che. Yeah. And Che is like, I'm doing weekend update. So he knew. He knew. Yeah. Like, but he's like, don't tell anybody. And, and that was like maybe a month before they announced it. Oh, this is being released a month before they announced it. What's that? This podcast is actually going. Oh, out. you're going back in time? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Well, then good. To like well, breaking news. Time. Okay. <laughs> uh, I am now incorporated with Split Cider, okay. and I'm breaking. Uh, uh, call me Bob Woodward because I've got an inside source. But he came over to my house and was like, I'm going to do a weekend update. And I was like, that's fucking crazy. And then we did the thing that ultimately, I believe, curses you from getting something K rap. Closer, but that's hip hop. Crap, yeah. But I was thinking, crap is. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> but ultimately, we did the thing where we we're like, "How great would it be to work together?" Yeah. Because Che and I are f- good friends. Yeah. And we, it's like, oh man, if you were at SNL, and I, it was the night before I screen tested, so it's like, oh dude, if you got it. Yeah. And then oh, you yeah. know, it, 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 you see how that process works out. <sighs> and Pete got it, and Pete did a great job on Weekend Update. Pete Davidson. Yeah. Okay, what's he gonna do? Uh, I don't know. He's a funny guy. I mean, his stand up. He's funny guy. His stand up's good. So you know, hopefully, for like, for, for I mean, sketches. I'm sure they'll think about it. When people are like he doesn't do characters or impressions, I'm like I'm sure they know that. 
I'm sure yeah, he didn't I, say, they're not no, going I have 40 in, great impressions that I just don't want to show you yet. Yeah, they're not going in blind. All right. But I think what I think Pete will be if great. Sandler had any characters or impressions going in. I don't know. Or if he was just a funny dude. Possibly. Yeah. I know Pete will be great as like being the young guy in a sketch. Right. Being like the young kid. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. He can be he can play like older son. Yeah. 15 year old. Hey, yeah, he'll dad. play teenagers and and you know yeah. along with like Taryn playing the dad. Who's Taryn? So, Taryn Manning. Taryn Killen. Oh, who's Taryn Manning? I don't know. Tara Manning? Tara Manning? Who's it? One of the girls from The View. She had blonde hair. Who was that? That was uh, Hasselbeck, right? Yeah, Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Man, she was hot. hot. And her politics made me want to fuck her more. Because she was so dumb? So dumb. Well, I don't know about all those facts, but have you ever thought maybe it's just not that way? Have you ever <laughs> thought maybe women... It, oh, man. And then she would, she would always talk about, like, she'd bring it back to, like, her home life. Yeah. Like, I know when I'm cooking for my boys. You're like, <laughs> I don't, no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> Show some titty. Um, all right. Let me, <laughs> no, no one wanted to see her tits. That was, she was all about face. Oh, I don't know, dude. Really? It's like Julia Roberts. No I, heard, I, heard, Julia I Roberts. heard big tits are, I heard small tits are in now. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, maybe I want to see them. Um, yeah. Let's talk about this subject. I want to talk about this, this thing. When did your dad die? How old were you? I was 14. Oh, okay. I was a freshman in high school when my dad died. Okay, I don't want to talk about that then. Okay. I was thinking of doing it about growing up with a single parent. I mean, I did. My my dad was out of the house when I was four. Oh, okay. Or five. Maybe we can do it then. Yeah, my mom raised me by herself, pretty much. I had a stepdad for three years, but then it was all... She had jobs all the time? Yeah, my mom actually was uh, was pretty successful. She she busted her ass. She had that like um, she had that old timey like Irish Catholic work ethic. Yeah, where it was like seventy hours a week, oh. or you weren't working hard. Right, and that, you know, I try to complain now to people doing this that editing with me. I'm like, God, I did it all day. Like, all right, you work for two hours one day. Yeah, that's we all do that more than that every day. Yeah, yeah, Don't, like, yeah. It's always really shitty, especially in this business when you complain to someone that does put in hours like that. Yeah. And you're like, I've got to fly to Wisconsin. Yeah. And you're like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, some guy's just trying to get a spot. Yeah. You know, <laughs> can't like, even get up. I want 25 bucks on a weekend. Yeah. I'll take that. Um, but yeah, my mom, it, my mom was, uh, she worked in insurance. She worked for like Aetna for years and then she went to different companies. But uh, I was born in Hartford and that's why we, I was born there is because my mom worked for Aetna was based in Hartford. In Hartford, Connecticut? Yeah, it was like the insurance boom of the 80s. That's where they all were, was Hartford. Is it an insurance boom? Yeah, like a lot of insurance companies hired a bunch of people in the 80s. Well, that's when it took control. Yeah, that's when it, it took over. insurance horrible. Yeah, exactly. And my mom was part of that. You know, I just heard why the reason our car insurance is so high? Because our medical insurance is so high. Really? So that you have to pay enough so that if I hurt you, you're going to have to be able to pay for your hospital bills. Oh. But like in a country where they get free healthcare, the car insurance is nothing because all I, I got to pay for is the damage to your car. The state's already covering the damage to your, holy, to your so, body. So like in Canada, uh-huh. car insurance. Way down. England? It's really? Like it's barely anything. You're only paying for maybe I'll run into a building on the percentage chance you run into a building. Percentage chance someone else gets hurt is pretty high. It's always great when people uh, try to champion capitalism. Uh-huh. Where they're like, it's the best. That's the way the Western world moves. And you're like, actually, it's hurting a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's greed. <laughs> you're yeah. letting greed run an economy. And they get too much. You yeah. Know what? I went to Oktoberfest. Yeah, I know. I saw, I saw your picture on Instagram, and it just looked it was so much fun. But those beers and those giant beer steins. Yeah. 950 euros. 
That's it? Yeah. So we're talking about $11 for three beers pretty much. And that's like state fair where it should be prices of like at least five bucks a piece, six bucks a piece. But it's less than that because they're like, no, no, no. We're all just going to have a good time. You go to Western Virginia to a yeah. Renaissance fair and yeah. try to buy one of those. It's probably 30 bucks. Yeah. Or what's it called game? Like a, like a basketball game yeah. or something. It's like, there's no way. No way you're it's walking. It's so expensive. It. Yeah. And that's what we do. We're the king. And it's like, oh, well, they can't go anywhere else. Let's gouge them. Yeah. We've championed gouging. Amer- no one gouges like Americans. In Germany, they're like, no, no, we're all here to have a good time and celebrate. We're not, yeah, we'll make plenty of money and we're still going to be cool about this. It's so funny because every question I've asked you when we've just been hanging out, like yeah. about how England was or about how Germany or like um, China. Yeah, China. It always, well, not, not as much China as you coming back from this trip. It always seems to be this like what? rationality behind how they act. Oh, yeah. Where they're like, like look at this fucking thing. That yeah, that's a, massive. That is it. That is. And it's, just fill it up and see how many beers. I heard three, but I don't know. Dude, that's fucking great. Yeah. Hogarden? No, that was a uh, Hofbrau. Hoffenbrau. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it always seems like, in, like the European mentality. Yeah, it's a cooler, different mentality. It's almost, I, I feel that way when I go up to Canada. They, ha- they also have like, it's not just about m- getting ahead money-wise. We're also trying to live our lives. Yeah. So they get five weeks all over Europe. They get five weeks of vacation time that they're encouraged to take. Jesus. Not discouraged from taking their two weeks. So you can grow with your family. They're like, what do you mean? You worked, this, uh, you worked 10 and a half months. This is what you get. You get to like go to Italy. And, What's the divorce rate like over there? Depends. I don't really know. Okay. I'd be interested to see if that like yeah, correlates. Because you're more with your family. Yeah. We're here. You're separated out of sight, out of mind. And then you, know, you have just texts and all these blank yeah. Things that you're seeing that have no face behind it. So you're just like, my wife's fucking annoying me. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know, maybe if you took a vacation to Spain. Yeah, go for, went somewhere fun. Yeah, somewhere warm where you guys could fuck in a hotel. Yeah. And then, you know, realize that you still love your wife. You should do that, bro. Yeah. To whoever we're talking to. <laughs> yeah, you should do listening. that. But instead, it's God. like you work at some in a tech kind of corporation. Yeah, for way too long. For what? To get them ahead? Is that your life goal? To get one guy ahead. Yeah. One guy at the top, who, by the way, just doesn't give a shit on you. Oh, man. She shits on you. Believe I, me. I shit on you. Yeah. Some yeah. Russian billionaire. <laughs> I shit on you. I do not like you. Own more of Moscow. Yeah. Fucking Putin's boys. So when you, uh, so your mom had some money? Yeah. My mom did all right. We weren't rich, but we weren't poor. poor, poor we, we were definitive. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's how we were, too. So it was like, I bought my clothes at Target. Until yeah. high school. Were you allowed to buy your own clothes? No. Your mom had to buy them for you? Yeah. Everything was in a budget. At Target? Yeah. That's embarrassing. Yeah. And kids knew. Kids knew. <laughs> kids know. Kids know that you're not wearing Jenkos, that you're wearing utility jeans. Yeah. Kids know. Yeah. And it was like, but again, it was never like, I never went to bed hungry. I had toys yeah. growing up. Yeah. But it was like this... Um, it's it's very strange as an adult to look back on it because I almost was like always in the way because my mom's like, ah, I'm fucking stressed out because of this job. And hey, kid. So I went to day camp. I went to daycare. Oh, really? Before and after school. I was going to ask that. Did you come home alone? Kid jail. Kid jail. I went to kid jail. Kid county. Until how old? Sixth grade. Oh. So until I was 11. And then I was able to come home because the bus dropped me off. And you could do okay at your house by yourself. Yeah. That. I mean, it wasn't like, I wasn't like, a bad kid. I hung out with bad kids, but I wasn't really that bad. Yeah. How old? When was this? This is like 80, 81. This, I was born in 83. So this is 
82, 83, 84. So I was born in 83, so this was... You were was, born in 83, yeah. Yeah, so this was... Um, in 90s. 94. Okay. Mid-90s, I was home alone by myself. Latchkey kid. Yeah. But the other kids I hung out with were really bad. What do you mean? Like, they were smoking weed in seventh grade and like... Started, Why? Because their parents lost track of them or just because yeah. that's what happened? Some some do it. And there was like one... There's always like one older brother of a friend that pollutes the entire well. So it was like... I remember this guy, Nick, would just give everybody weed... Yeah, and his like, older brother had it. Well, he was the older, older brother. brother. Yeah, he was our friend. He was our friend's older brother, and he was like at an alternative high school, and he had weed and cigarettes. And so I started smoking at thirteen. Wow, really? Yeah. Oh, DeGen. <laughs> right. And then I and then smoking I, cigarettes. Cigarettes. And then thirteen. I, and then I, you know, tried weed. And then uh, when I was sixteen, I, I started smoking full time and, and smoking weed full time. Cigarettes and weed full-time when I was 16. Full-time. I like yeah. that. <laughs> I was part-time. I yeah. was just a casual user. Once in a while, then you go full-time. It's like, what does that mean? It means all day. It means yeah, I was buying packs of cigarettes like a fucking chain smoking. adult. Not chain, but regularly. Your lung could recuperate so fast, too, when you're 16. Yeah, I mean, I just quit a year ago. Oh, yeah? yeah. When did you quit drinking? I quit smoking cigarettes like four months after I quit drinking. Oh, Wow, that's tough. Yeah. So what would so when when you would come home after nine, ten, eleven, you'd just come home alone, then what would you do until your mom got home? I would usually go hang out with those kids. Oh. I'd go get my bike, yeah. go to one of their houses. There was this girl Start that was smoking cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, steal cigarettes from their parents. Oh. And then we'd go there was this girl that we were friends with, and she lived in these in this townhome complex by my house, and I'm pretty sure her mom was a prostitute <laughs> i'm almost positive of it now yeah because she was a um a massage therapist but all these different guys would just come in and go upstairs and leave wow so maybe it was a rug rub and tug but um then just leave like right away like they would come up and be gone in like 20 minutes wow like and john she- redcorn yeah <laughs> And then we'd all be, she would let us be downstairs in the basement. This girl's room was in the basement and we would be smoking weed and smoking cigarettes. And her mom didn't care. Her mom bought us booze. Really? Yeah. It was like one of those really. <laughs> Prostitutes aren't that in order. Yeah. It was really one of those fucked up situations where even me at like 12, I was like, this is bad. Yeah. And like, there was like fights, a lot of fights, like in her front lawn. Like people would just be like, let's just go outside and fight. Who? Like there's different groups of kids hanging out. Oh, so you get these cross pollinations where some people wouldn't like other people. This is Hartford. This is in Aurora. This is in oh, Denver. You moved. Yeah, I moved to Denver when I was five. Oh, we moved to Denver when I was five. That's where my parents split up. Oh, okay. My dad moved back. He's from San Francisco, so he moved back to San Francisco, and my mom stayed in Denver because that's where her whole fa- her dad's family's from. So we had a lot. Of, I had a lot of cousins out there, and I would spend my summers and winters in San Francisco, and then school year. I'd be in Denver. Oh, okay. So I had friends in San Francisco, and they were, they were like good kids. They, you know, lived in Marin, so they were like kind of well balanced. Marin County, yeah. And then I would go back to Aurora, and I'd have all these kids where I was like kind of terrified of them because they just straight. I remember once I just got punched in the face by one of these kids. Why? Because they thought. Remember the ditch game where you ditch people. No, where you? I don't know if maybe so. Maybe you grew up with normal people. Family where you just people. be walking and they'd be like, "Hey, let's ditch so," and then they just run away and you'd be like, "All right, well, I just got ditched." Even though you could see them, you could run with them, but you just weren't. Or they would like wait. They'd be like, "Hey, look over there," and then you turn around. They would run. We'd do it to different people in our group. It was yeah. never one person that always got ditched. But they did that to me. We were riding our bikes and they're like, "Let's ditch soda," and they left. And we we're going to my house, 
So I knew where we were going. And we had a, uh, my mom had a refrigerator in our garage with sodas in it. And they went and they were grabbing sodas out of my refrigerator. And I went in and I was like, what the fuck? And one kid just turned around and socked me right in the mouth. And I grabbed him by the throat and like slammed him on the ground. And my stepdad came out and was like, and I was, I looked like the bad kid. Right. Because I had this kid by the throat. Choke slamming him. Yeah. And they were like, what are you doing? And I was like, he punched me in the face. And he's like. I came out here and I saw you with your hand around his throat. Well, that's because you got out here late, Dad. Yeah. I, I already know. told you. I don't know, Nick. Maybe <laughs> you should have ran out here quicker. But uh, those kind of kids were like, so we'd go to this girl's house. And I mean, they started like, she she fucked. Like, I remember a couple Who? of my friends Who? fucked that girl. The that we daughter. Had. Yeah, she was like in seventh grade and we were in eighth. And she was boning already. She was like at some, a couple, there was like a couple kids in high school that were hanging out. It was, it was, there were bad kids. Yeah, it's like uh, when I watched the movie Kids. Yeah, was I was like, like oh, this is kind of like me and my friends. Like that's like straight up beat people up with skateboards. Yeah, wow. I, I saw one kid. This guy. What? I saw this friend of mine, Chris. We were in the park. This kid had a new Tony Hawk deck, a birdhouse deck. Yeah, and uh, he just straight punched him in the face. Just punched him and took the deck and wow. left. And I was like, oh wow, these kids are. And wow. I, that's when I started playing football. Was in middle school. Yeah. And um, kids don't give a fuck. Yeah, these kids, these kids were bad, bad kids. And then I got into football, and when we went to high school, that was where the divide happened, where I started hanging out with my football teammates. Because I was like, oh, my God, you guys are nice. <laughs> and then these kids, I cut my hair. I, I used to have long hair, like, down to my chin. Yeah. And I remember I cut my hair, and I had to ride the bus back because I lived in the neighborhood with these kids. And right when I showed up at the bus stop, they're like, look at this faggot. Like, that's immediately where they went, and you're like... All right, well, girls like my haircut. Oh, relax, man. But it was that it was the, it was that kind of mentality. Who are the football players or the, or the degens? The degenerates were like that. Oh. The football players were nice, which is always. It's funny you, so you hear yeah. you yeah. hear that like football players are like, and I'm sure they are. There was there yeah, are nice, there were some nice than the people you were hanging out with. Yeah, they're way better than the people I was hanging out with. What um um, when did your mom start dating? Ew, immediately. Ew, dude, there was so, so many there were just dudes in in town or sleeping over and yeah. stuff here or there. Yeah, I just wake oh. up and there'd be like guys and they'd be like, "Hey." In the breakfast, like I I was always up early. So I would be like make myself a bowl of cereal and then like this guy, "Hey, how you doing?" And I most of the time I'd met him before. My mom wouldn't let anyone just some random sleep over. But I'd meet the guy I'd be like, "Hey, how you doing, Tom?" Oh, and he'd be like, "Hey." And I'm like, "All right, well." It was so fucking awkward. Did you know what he was doing there? Yeah, I wasn't dumb. Yeah. I never heard him fucking. I never saw him fucking. But you always, you just knew. You were just like, oh, yeah, you're, you're not over here to yeah. fix the deck. <laughs> you're you're in the morning. You, yeah. I think you were here last night. It's yeah. Oh, and my mom, you know, drank a lot when I was younger. So you'd be like, there'd be that smell of like alcohol. Like, really? Yeah. Like that morning after smell where you're just like, oh, you guys really got hammered last night. Ugh. And you look at the recycling bin and there's just like an empty tons. Bin. 175 of soco and you're like oh, all right you guys fucking pop off yeah um, but my mom always like bought me toys and was like okay hey, go play in the basement to get you out of there man no, i feel bad for women that are like break up you now they have some six-year-old kid and they're still 32 and they yeah wanna, like i want to have a life i'm supposed to be dating right now yeah my mom was 35 when she had me so she was like 40 oh. just dating oh yeah like 40 years old, five-year-old kid. Who would date a 40-year-old? And with a kid? Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, Whatever I see on Tinder, like, you know, I love, I'm love. i into this and this. I have a seven-year-old. Swipe. 
Yeah. <laughs> I live for my son. Yeah. I don't know if you watched, but I was trying to do that joke last night about, and that's true, about I wish I was raised by a mom now because she could just tinder from the couch. <laughs> she could actually be around. Yeah, she could be around. My mom used to fucking date out of the classifieds. Really? In the newspaper. Yeah, oh. it was Craigslist before Craigslist. There was no God. match.com. There was the newspaper yeah. where you could highlight dates. That's unsettling. The idea of your parents dating, just being normal people. In Are your dating. parents married? Yeah, they've stayed married. Yeah, so you, uh, it's a different world. Yeah. Jay and I always talk about it, but then yeah, there's I remember a lot. Jay was telling about his mom like going on some date. I'm like, ew. There's a lot of similarities. Like Jay and I re- relate on that because you're like, when you, and especially Jay was an only child, and so yeah. was I. So you're kind of like, it's weird because you almost have this like adult mentality from the time you're seven. Yeah. You're just like, oh, I'm a tiny adult. I know what's happening. Like I right. know how I knew how to get things. I knew how to be. Could like, you cook for yourself? Do you know how? No, to, like, no, no, no. My mom was always. Home. My mom always was very good about that. My mom was always like made sure I ate, made sure that there was food. Uh, whether the babysitter had to warm it up. Oh, so you had babysitters when you got home from school? I mean, no. I would go to daycare after school until. But then that stopped. The sixth grade stuff. Yeah, and then I was just home by myself. And then my mom would get home at five thirty, six, yeah. have a couple drinks, make dinner. We'd have we'd have dinner and then I would you know do my homework and go play or did you go. ever fuck in that room in the house before she got home? Yeah, I was getting my uh, when I was in high school I was I was getting a, my dick sucked by this like one of the hottest girls that I was just friends with her and she was just like yeah I'll... and we we started fucking she would come over and blow you. It only happened once. Oh. Oh, it happened twice. You were getting your dick sucked. I was time. getting, okay. I was getting blown in my, and then the, the fucking garage. Yeah. I'm like, ah, hurry, like, go faster. I was like, go upstairs because I was like, go up to my room. And I threw on clothes. My mom was there, and, and I did the, the thing where you're clearly guilty. And yeah. I was just like, hi, mom. Rapidly firing things. Yeah. Hey, mom. Uh, Jenny's over. Uh, we were just doing homework, and uh, she went upstairs to use the bathroom. So she'll be, and she's like, why didn't she use the bathroom right here? And I'm like, Dude, she had to. She didn't want to use the bathroom around me. And uh, and my mom's like, I think Jenny needs to go home. And I was like, you bitch. I ain't stop you from getting a nut. Why are you stopping me from getting one? Yeah. Why did she use the bathroom down here? I was like, damn it, I didn't think it all out. Because I'm not that smart. You should see her naked. I was a little busy. Wow. How old were you? 15? I was 15. How old was she? 16. It was awesome. It yeah. was fucking awesome. Do you know where she is now? Married, got like four kids. Do you know her name? Yeah. But I don't think she looks good anymore. I know. I want to see it. Yeah. I'll log in and I'll show you. Because oh, you have on your... Um, yeah. yeah. She's on... Uh, I'll say her last name. Oh, bubble wrap. <laughs> yeah. I'll, uh, I'll show you. She used... I mean, her body was insane. Really? I love looking at people now and be like, what oh, yeah, happened? Yeah. And you're like, 27 years happened. Yeah, you're like, um, that's what happened. It's uh, It was one of those things where I always, I jerk off to the thought of like, oh man, I should have really like pursued a sexual relationship with this girl. <laughs> you know what's funny is when you're, when you're younger, you're always like, oh, I don't want to date them. You don't because then date. I'm going to get married to them. Right. And then you're like older and you're like, oh, I could have dated her for like two months. Yeah. And could date her for five years. Yeah. And it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered. But in your short time of dating life, you're yeah. like, well, I guess. And you're like, no, but this is a small, that would be my only, if anyone's going to go anywhere. Like, if anyone's listening, if, if you're a younger guy listening, just date, man. Yeah. Just date. And then. Okay. Let's see what kids did to her. Wow. She looks like a mom. Yeah. That is a mother face. And body, just that's a mom. Yeah. 
total mom. Ah, uh, yeah. But you can't. I wish. Oh, there. I, there's like. You can kind of see. Young. Oh yeah, she doesn't look terrible there. Yeah. She they was, should have a. Every girl should have a. Over like thirty five should have a. This is what I used to look like. Album. Oh my god! Look how much of a mom she looks like. God, holding two kids. Oh, oh, we're wearing our Bronco stuff. We got Broncos fever. We got Bronco Bronco Nation. <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah, and then you just think my kids cannot get enough. Yeah, Broncos. I. Oh, you know who my kids love? They just love Peyton Manning. And you're like, yeah, I titty fucked you on my mom's love seat. It's so hard to like reevaluate. Like, okay, I guess I'll treat you now like an adult or something. Yeah, I don't. Why? Because something. Because another I, human came out of your pussy. I got to pretend. Yeah. <laughs> our relationship wasn't completely sexual when it was. But like we just we were talking about at the beginning. That's human nature because that's what it was like. My mom. Yeah. My mom was some guy that's like ah, I used to fuck Trish, and then they look like, it up well, and like oh look at her. <laughs> oh. And you're like oh. oh come on. Three fingers pointing back at me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's um. It was one of those things, man, where you just like. I think you just you just get it you just get used to it because you're like yeah my mom needs a life yeah and then she got like it sucked when she, she got, got beat a, up or anything or fucking dumped she got dumped which is always rough yeah she'd be moody and oh sad. my god just take it out on me and I'm like hey lady uh, I'm here still so can we not oh but what was worse was when she'd get a boyfriend that she liked that I didn't like that was always the worst you really had no say in it did you. Yeah, and then you'd be honest, and you'd be like, "I don't like him," and she'd be like, "Well, he makes me happy," and you're like, "Well, all right, there we go." It, well, that's I when you first learn about bureaucracy. I think is <laughs> you're like, so you're just not going to do anything, I'm like, yeah. But I've voiced my complaints. That <laughs> I don't like this person. <laughs> yeah, that's why I've always thought the statement the customer is always right is flawed because when you're an only child raised by a single mom, the customer is never right because <laughs> you're the customer and you're never they tell right. you what to buy. Oh yeah. You got no say. No say whatsoever. God, the service was in, terrible. In England. Was oh, awful. There's no reason for them to help you. They're getting paid a certain amount regardless. Yeah. And in, especially in the tourist areas, they're like, and you're never going to be back here. <laughs> so there's literally zero repercussions for me taking my time to get this. I'm going to go take a nap. Yeah. And then think about asking you if you want something to eat. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's, that's the trade off though. You have all these yeah, polite audiences in these, like, this healthcare system that works. Right. But, but your waiters stink, yeah. which I'll take any day. Hello. Hello. And it's like, what? Yeah. Like, you're asking for more than you, normal people do. Why? Yeah. Especially in America. It's not really a service industry anymore. It's like, it's almost like if you're at Kmart and you might get someone to, but if you want to ask 75 questions about something, they're going to be like, uh, look, I got other work to do. I wonder if they are more annoyed with american tourists because we're used to that like people waiting on us waiting exactly they do like that we tip because there people do not yeah well i always used to when i waited tables i'd always whenever i had a table that was like british Uh i would always uh do this like fake bullshit way of asking for tips where i'd be like you know what's crazy man is i mean ah god i wish i waited tables over there because they get salary we don't get salary <laughs> that's a way of saying yeah it. <laughs> fucking tip me and then they'd be like oh all right oh, oh spot on. that's funny that's yeah. funny and just force them to yeah it's customary to open your wallet i'll show you what's customary <laughs> yeah what do you got a 20 yeah i'll take that how do you think you were hurt overall by only having one parent raise you man my uh it's the amount of insecurity that i have what do you mean like i look at i can tell who's had a dad 
Why? How? Because they just have this basic confidence that you don't have that if you didn't have a dad. Weird. It's it's so Weird. it's like it's apparent. It's just very obvious that you're like, oh, you have a dad. Just Most people things. have dads though, right? Yeah. Yeah. But when you, that's why you can meet people who don't and you're like, okay, cool. Right. Like when Jay and I first started hanging out, I was like, oh, you don't have a dad. Right. And he was like, no. Nah. And you're like, yeah, yeah, Because you just why? have this incessant need for people to to, to tell you everything's going to be okay. Because you didn't get it enough? You didn't get it at all. Someone telling you it's going to be okay. And that you're you're doing a good job. Because no one told you you're doing a good job. No. Is that why your fly's down, do you think? <laughs> no, fuck you. It's barely down. All I saw was the opening part. <laughs> it's uh, just at the top. Yeah, I don't okay. relax. I don't got my dick hanging out. Um, if yeah. I had a dad, he would have taught me how to zip my fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what, how'd you do for sports and stuff? I mean, I guess dads don't really teach their kids how to throw balls anymore. That's just something you learn with your friends, right? I think, but I also... So there, this is the only example I really have is I'm like I said I'm terrible at basketball, but when I'd spend summers with my dad, he'd be like, "Let's go play basketball." My dad was kind of a taller guy, so yeah. we'd go play basketball, and then like other little kids would be there. He'd be like, "Play with them," and I'd be like, "I'm not good," and he'd be like, "I'll just yell what you need to do," and he'd be like, "Put your hands up," and yell stuff like that, like "Hands up, move your feet," and I'd like move my feet, <laughs> and then like I'd block a shot, and I'd be like, "What?" And he'd be like, "Yeah, see," and wow. then. Then I wouldn't, wouldn't see him again for three years. Oh, and yeah. then I'd come back and be like, should I move my feet? And he's like, oh, I don't care anymore. Oh, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> only we don't. I don't well, we're past that. that. <laughs> I've moved on to the, uh, to the apathetic part of my alcoholism. Yeah. So you think you're less secure because of that? Yeah, at 100%. I don't think there's any doubt in my mind. Like that whole like. Uh, Is it hard to get chicks because of that? No, because I was raised by a woman. Oh, right. So, so I know how to late. talk to women. I know how to talk to women like equals as opposed to being like. Hey, I want to fuck you. Like you're like, hey, you're you're a person, right? And I know I was raised only by women. It was my so grandma, my mom, and my sister. Oh, but my sister was my half sister, and she was 12 years older from your dad. Yeah. So when she came into my life, I got like I was like nine or ten. Who, who came into your life? My sister. My mom was like, you need to. Your sister needs to be in your life. Oh. My mom and my sister got along very well. So my mom would fly my sister out, and then she would come and. But she wasn't your mom's daughter. No. Um. Yeah. Wait, was I just going to ask you? But basically, that was I was raised by women. Yeah. Oh, I know what I was going to say. They said in Denmark, the women are so equal that like, if you act like any other way, they'd get like weird and angry. Like if you try to buy them a drink, they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like all of that is just out the window. It's all 100% equal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. It's like, I'm, no, but that's how you show your interest. They're like, not there. It's not how you show your interest yeah. there. I wonder if I'd clean up in Denmark. I don't know. If I just be like, hey, how are you? And they're like, oh. or if it's just normal. Because I think American women are like, what? Yeah. When you're like talking to them, like, hey, just, just going to talk to you. Yeah, I wonder if they would. They're so hot in Denmark. Are they? Yeah. I've, I've heard, heard that Scandinavian. Nordic Scandinavian look. Giannis, that's all he rants about. Giannis is Greek though, isn't he? Yeah, but he he did shows in Sweden. Oh. In Norway. And he came back and he's like, the women there. The features. It's just like, even if you're kind of grody, still straight blonde grody. hair. Grody. I haven't heard grody in so fucking long. <laughs> grody. Yeah. If they are grody. I mean, uh, there's a great website called Swedish Tinder. Really? Yeah. And it just shows you all of the crazy hot girls that are on Tinder there. Really? Yeah. To the point where I was like, I love my girlfriend, but. If we did a three month sabbatical, I would, <laughs> I would go, go to see, I'd go to Sweden and get on Tinder because they love American men too. <laughs> they That's, do, yeah, they really do. Oh yeah, oh my god, right? Yeah, 
Look at some of those. Jesus. Emma, to- 27. Oh! Wow. Emmy, 20. Oh, she's so hot. And they all drink it like, oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's gorgeous. <laughs> Frida, 23. Look at that. Oh, my Lord. Um, oh. God, these are all just regular girls hanging out. Yeah. Get out of here, you eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wow. Every uh, one of these girls would be, if you worked in an office, they'd be the hottest girl at the office. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Regional Look at that president. one. Wow. Um, and they all have that, like, balanced diet of, like, fish and vegetables. <laughs> yeah, so they're all their body. joint health. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at the one on the left. Yeah, the one on the left is pretty. Yeah. Um, anyway, I should stop doing this. There's a thing called J-Swipe now. I was at the J date. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I love about the Jews, man. You guys get right back on the day. Like, let's just uh, let's push ourselves separate yeah. again. Yeah. I'm sure this didn't turn out badly ever in history. <laughs> let's be separatists one more time. Uh, why not? I want my son to find a nice girl. Yeah. All right. I got to stop that. Yeah. Oh, it's whatever. But my friend was on a J date a long time ago, and she said she's not a Jew. And I was like, well, how do you get date? She goes, because... There's Jewish guys on there who love non-Jewish looking girls. Why is that a thing? As a non-Jew, as a goy, yeah. I've always wondered, the Shicks, was Elaine called it Shicks Appeal? Who says that? It was on Seinfeld. Elaine said Shicks Appeal. Yeah. Um, well, they're just hotter. I mean, Jewish girls are kind of gross. I love Jewish girls. Big titties. They do have big boobs. I love the big titty kind of. Uh, you got to get them at 25 or below, though. Natural, natural, good looking. Glow. And also the best hair care products. Best hair care products. They always buy like a Veda and stuff. They're so, they, so they're worried. looking as good as they could look. Yeah. The way Batman is like, is like uh, he doesn't have any special powers, but yeah. he's just the best health he can be in. <laughs> yeah, he's Jewish trained. Girl, in, yeah, Jewish, with the actual makeup they can afford. And a lot of Jewish girls have been in amazing at oral sex. See, that's the stereotypes the opposite way. They don't swallow. Well, they don't swallow, but getting you there. Oh, really? Is... Yeah. They don't swallow because daddy taught them they were a princess. If one thing princesses don't do, it swallows semen. <laughs> Take mouthfuls of cum to yeah. the gut. That is not a ladylike. <laughs> yeah. But they, uh, I, every Jewish girl I've ever dated or been with, it's always like impressive blowjobs. Really? Really. Wow. There was the, Work the, ethic. I was going to say that. Because <laughs> yeah. the best blowjob I've ever got was this girl that I met. And she was like Irish, but she was cute. She was like half something else. <laughs> Irish, but she was cute. Yeah. yeah. She was like, and she was tiny. And she, before she gave me a blowjob, she had a necklace on. Yeah. And she like threw it behind her back. Oh. Which was the equivalent of her like rolling up her sleeves. Yeah. And then she just went to work and I was like, Jesus. Like, uh. she, and she did it so like union worker matter of factly wow like let me take a look what's going on down here and then <laughs> threw it behind her neck it just sucked like i was like that was insane <laughs> yeah, hey how do you think you were better off by not by not having a dad around like i said i think i treat women better mm-hmm. i think i'm i'm uh i'm much more aware of women's feelings yeah because i've watched my mom get crushed by multiple boyfriends <sighs> That must have been hard, coming home just crying. Oh, man. Well, it always was like, I think what made it worse was she was always like, I'm just trying to give you a good life. So, like, you're hurt because of me? Yeah. I'm like, bitch, don't put that on me. Yeah. And plus, where I, where I'm a half Irish. She's Irish, so she's like, loves that guilt thing. Yeah. Where she's just like, I, 
I'm trying to give you a better life. Oh, really? Oh, fuck. That's lame. Plus, you're not old enough to really know the difference. That's what fucked me up. Yeah. But it definitely did make me more aware of women's feelings. It definitely did make me, I think... um, but you know it's good and bad. Like it's see, when I I was a Lasky kid for a while, and and I say like I developed the ability to like cook things for myself, mm-hmm. make spaghetti or fucking sandwich or something. Just like I can do that for myself because I don't have to wait for someone to do it for me. I know how to do the laundry. Yeah, you know, I'm amazing at being alone. Really, I'm really good at being alone. Yeah, like too. if I'm alone, I, I'm okay. When I go on the road, people are like, "Isn't it lonely?" I'm like, Man, "I actually kind of enjoy it sometimes." Yeah, I get to read, check my internet, and walk yeah. around. Oh, going to Canada on the road, you're like, "My phone doesn't work." Everyone leave me alone. It's pretty great. And then you're just in. So, dude, I'm so much closer to going no data plan now. We talked about this. I know. We talked about this at uh, a tell show at the underground. Yeah. So I have to do I have to do some more edits for this thing, but I think in in the middle of next month, the 19th of next month, cutting data. Yeah, because that's when I, the new cycle comes. That I'm just going to be done. Okay. I think... Because I should be done with all the stuff that they need me right today on. And I then, want to eliminate... It was fun in England and Denmark. It was like, oh, once I walk out, that's it. I was coming home once in England. I had a long walk home. And I was like, I think I turned left on this street. And then my battery died. And I was like, let's just keep walking. Let's just see if I can do yeah. it without this. You forget that you have a brain. Yeah. That's very powerful. I figured out New York before there were cell phones. Yeah. How You know. It's uh. I'm almost with you because my one thing is like emails robs my time. Yeah. You got to check your emails. Right. But then I'm thinking about like, what if I just do Wi-Fi? Yeah. We talked about that. Occasionally you have to, if you have to do something, I'll stop by at Starbucks and I'll just quickly check and make sure yeah. I send all this stuff and then go. But like, you could always be out of touch for two or three hours. Right. Not always, always, but most of the time. My or thought was be at home for that time. You know, when people go out and when you email people and they're on vacation and uh-huh. they have that email that bounces back, that's like, Hey, I'm out of town. So, and so I think, have if, one said, just so you know, I only check it at night. Just to let you know, I don't have a cell phone capable of carrying email anymore. I will check this when I get home. Yeah. I will email you when I get home. Yeah, to let people know. Like, don't wait for this. If yeah. you got to get me, text me right now. Or, or call me. Call me, yeah. If, if you need to reach me, like, give your manager's number or something. Or just say, call me if you need to reach me right now. Because you don't want your number you don't going want everybody to everybody. Yeah, yeah, but you could be like, if, you need, if this is an emergency, sure. please call this yeah, office. Yeah, that's a good way to go. And some people say, well, won't it be harder without like, GPS or stuff like that on the, on the road? I'm like, yes, it will be. That'll be harder. Yeah, guess what? I'll buy a map. But the rest of it, it's a lot easier. Everything. The stress level. Yeah, having to check it. They had this thing at the GW Health Center. Yeah. Uh, had these billboards on the metro for a while. It was different like, health tips. And they were like, leave one bite left on your plate. And they showed you like how much food that would be over a week, three meals. And it was just a pile of food that you're not eating. Jesus. Yeah. And then another one was like switch from like mayo to mustard on your bagel. It saves like this 40,000 calories a week. Fucking it. Something a. like crazy. But then the one of them was take your watch off one day a week. Just yeah. don't have your watch because you're always like, oh, this is pre cell phones, but you're always like aware of the time and being rushed. Just take it off to relieve stress. And something I learned uh, was the do not disturb mode on my cell phone. Oh, yeah. And I just have it on do not disturb all the time. So it was right to voicemail, right to everything, unless you're my favorites. Oh. So I put my manager and my agent. On my favorites and my like, everyone my else just can't disturb you. My girlfriend can call me, yeah. So I know if it's ringing, it's someone important. Oh, and then I can check it and be like, oh, this person called. I'll get back to him. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, and then I don't. Everything else is is nullified. It 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 took my stress down because I'm one of those people that when I get like four texts in a row, I get angry. Like I'm like, stop really? fucking texting me. Right. But if it's on do not disturb and I check and there's four texts, I'm like, oh okay, what is it? I can just read everything. Yeah, that's the way. I mean. 
if if I were, I'd probably. I know me. I'm I'm weak minded. I'll probably stick with the data, data plan. Yeah, but the new the Do Not Disturb app is where uh, is where, where is that? Yeah. Would you um? Would you? Uh, I did that at night like three times ever, but I just did it this weekend. <laughs> um, would you raise a kid alone? Uh, I mean, if, I guess we've got no choice, but like, if I, if I did, I mean, obviously how would you do it, I guess maybe if I did it, I would, I, I would make sure I was around family that that kid could be around like a grandparent, a grandparent. Um, yeah, exactly. A cousin. Other, yeah. Uh, other little kids, yeah. you know, which my mom did a pretty good job of. I, I spent a lot of time. I had cousins that were my same age and I spent a lot of time around them when I was younger. Yeah. But, um, if it's an only child and you're a single parent, I think the one thing I would strive is to let that kid know that they're special. Like you're you're a good kid. Instead of what worrying about work all the time. Yes. As opposed to being worried about finances. Yeah, because you don't have you only have half the parents nurturing you. Yeah. So that's why when you say what, what's the takeaway? It's, that's why when you're like not having a dad, I didn't have anybody to be like, hey, good job, man. Right. Like you're really doing this. Like I just learned now. At 31, uh, if I'm not good at something, that I can learn how to do it and get better at it. Right. You don't have to be like, no, I don't, I'm not good at that. Which is what I did as a kid. Just like baseball, like, okay. I was just like, okay, I guess I'm not good at it. Basketball, I'm just not. Football. And then you're like, oh, I wish I had started trying at seven. I would have yeah. been a lot better by now. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Basketball, I would have been good at, yeah. probably. probably. I'm, I'm decent athletically. Yeah. Football, I probably would have been a lot better if I had someone being like, hey, good job. This is where you're going. Right. I suppose just being like, well, how much natural skill do I have? Which is interesting because comedy was the first thing I ever did in my life where I was like just naturally good at it. And then I saw that I could grow at it. Then you could work and be better. Work and be better. And that was like, oh, fuck. All right. Now I can spend my time doing this. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think it made me, you know, love comedy more because it was the first thing that I saw. That what? You can actually put your head to yeah yeah um yeah yeah sorry i lost my still thinking about a k-rock uh <laughs> <laughs> still thinking about a k-rock pun because i got k- nothing k- yeah k-rock yeah yeah what is what's the one we put the pin in k-mock k-mock i think that's the i think we're gonna have to go with that yeah I think we're gonna have to go with Kay Mock. <laughs> I don't think we're moving anywhere else. You, lo- you like New York? Love it, man. This is nice weather. Briskness of the of the. Of the My question fall. is: I mean, I know I'm here for good. Do you like it? I like it a lot. Do you yeah. like the scene? Do you like living here? Do you yeah. Like the I mean, I'm pace? still making friends. You know. Um, do you miss LA? Oh, of course I do. But like enough to be like, I got to go back there. No, but I'm gonna go back in the winter. Yeah, you and Louis Katz, man. It's great. It's a great uh, move. I fucking love it. You both are like, and all these people are like, oh, you're pussy. You can't handle no, the weather. I'm I like, get it. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, Enjoy yeah. freezing, yeah. asshole. And just say I'm a pussy. Yeah, that's that's not sour grapes. Yeah, uh, I I there's a part of me that likes snowy weather uh-huh. because it is an excuse to stay inside and sure be on those days it's great. But then the next day when it's all slushy, oh. and you're like, now what am I gonna do? Oh, it's, it's the, the worst. Relax and the lush. I'll go into a spot. Fucking- Metzger said he saw two feet sticking out of a snowbank once. That's hilarious. He said he saw it for like two days. 
That's like nobody called three one one. Yeah, but Metzger lives in fucking <laughs> in Harlem. He, he lives worse. He lives higher up. Really? Yeah, he lives in like Washington Heights, I think. Oh yeah, past Harlem. Yeah, he lives past Harlem. He lives where it's like, not even black anymore. It's worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a different thing that we don't even yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, it's like when the Transformers always had battles with the Earthlings, and a third crew came, and you're like, wait, 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 who's that? And we didn't know these people. Were, these, these were a thing. Yeah, yeah. it's um. But there is some fun shit about snow. Like Luis, Luis Gomez and I were getting high, yeah, on this street in the West Village, and there was a puddle that looked like it was concrete, and it was like just an icy puddle. People kept stepping in it, so we just sat there getting high, watching, <laughs> watching, and it was the fucking. <sighs> It was the best, and one guy got so mad because we were laughing so hard because he got shin deep. Oh, no. And it was cold water, oh. and he didn't have snow boots on. Oh. And we were like, ah! And he just looked over, and you know, Lewis is like, what do you want to do, pussy? <laughs> He's ready to and fight like, you. Yeah, you're like, all right, man, relax. Yeah. I'm just angry. Yeah, I got fucking snow on my sock. You want to get stabbed over this? <laughs> yeah. like, no. Oh, my God. Why didn't you just tell me yeah. there was... Yeah, so it's like, I mean, I get why you go to L.A. I, I like the snowy weather. I just like, I live on like a busy street in Queens, so I'll turn off all my lights and roll a joint and put on like good music and just look out the window, watch people walk by in the oh, snow really? getting high. And I'll, wow. And it's just super like, kind of like, uh, you it's know. It's fun to just watch people. Yeah. John yeah, Reed yeah. told me he did this once, in, but he was in like in North Carolina, in like Hickory or some small town in North Carolina. Where he, uh, they just shit into a coffee mug and they put it on top of um, a gas dispenser, whatever those things are called, yeah. gas, yeah. whatever they are, and then they just a gas stood, pump, yeah, gas pump, and they just stood across the street and just watched and laughed. I think they might have drank or a little while they were, but it was the people just like, like look around, like what's that smell? Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, shit like that, man. Like people watching in New York is the best. You just see fucking insane people on a daily basis. Daily basis. That part is pretty fun. And it's, I think the thing. That I, the, one of the reasons I never could live in LA is I like being around people. Even though I, I said I can be alone and I'm good at being alone, I enjoy the fact that people are around me in New York. Yeah. That like I get on the subway. You're around humans. You're around humans. And sometimes you have interactions that you never would have had if I was in a car. Dude, I just got a girl's number right now on the way over here. Yeah. Remember that half black, half white girl from the crowd last night? She was sitting, yes. right, yeah. she was sitting right in the back row. Yeah. I just she's, passed it because I, mean, I saw hot. your show last night. I was like, oh, cool. And then we talked for two minutes. Like, you want to hang out? She's hot. Yeah, yeah, I haven't done that. Just get a number on the street in a while. See? Yeah, That's just by walking, did. just by being around. In New York, the great part is you just bump into people that you might not have seen in years. Bumped into Christine before? Yeah. Yeah, but, well, I see her. Well, but you like, and Jay live in the same neighborhood, yeah. but it's like. But you're right. I was saying like, oh, hey. Yeah. And then you're like, you want to hang out? Yeah. And what are you doing? What are you doing? Let's go. In LA, there is a lot more like, let's go hang out right now for, for like an hour and a half. You don't have to commit your whole, like, just come over, hang out for an hour, and then leave. Or like, even like, I, I was texting with Jay on the way over here, and yeah. he's like, when you and Ari are done, just come over. Yeah. And we'll just Same hang out. And you're like, oh, yeah. And then I can just go home on the subway, read my book, and then go do a show. Yeah. And I, you know, and, but I listen, I think LA is great. There are a lot of great things about LA, like weather wise and stuff, yeah. but I just don't ever see myself being able to live there. Yeah. I'll put this up a little bit. All right. Um, yeah, it's pretty fun to live in. It's it's all, most of it comes down to friends, though. Yeah, like no matter what, even your college, like whatever you go to, it's like oh, this place sucks. Like no, you didn't make good friends. That's all. Well, and you know, Nate Bargetti lives out in L.A. Sort of, kind of. <laughs> Jay had the funniest line. He goes, "Take it to Nate to find the." Woodhaven of Queens of LA. <laughs> yeah. Because even when he lived in New York, he lived out in fucking way out. Bum yeah, fuck he lived Queens. in like Tarzana or something. Well, now he lives in um, Carson. 
Ah, oh, Jesus. What are and, you doing? That's where the casinos are. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> and, but like, but that's what Nate is. Nate's like, I don't, Nate, it's great. Why would I pay more? Yeah, I, I love it. And I'm like, do you? You love it? You love it <laughs> more than Silver that. Lake or Los Feliz or whatever? Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's rad here, man. I like it a lot. I'm not here enough, though. I had just started I th- getting settled like a month ago. And once you get a, give it like a year, mm-hmm. and you, you find out like once you know how to get a lot of spots in certain nights. And I don't have to go like look at my map every time. I can already get to stand up in New York on the subway. I just oh, run, great. go, do it. Take it takes six months. Yeah. And then you're like, I could take this train to this train and then bounce yeah. over to here. And then maybe a cab if I need to make the time. Yeah. And there's always. It's the bikes like, too. You really learn the city better. Uh, the city bikes. Yeah. Everything, man. There's a lot of. Uh, yeah, like here. I don't know about permanence, but like. For now, it's like pretty fun doing spots. Yeah, especially after I do my special. I'll, that's that's when it's like when you're building new material. Well, I think what's going to be interesting for you is to come work out here. Yeah, because you there's so much more stage time. Yeah, when you go back to L.A., people are going to be like, "What the fuck?" Oh yeah, like well, you, that's why I saw Louis Katz. The same thing. I was like, "Hey yeah. man, what happened to you?" He was <laughs> <laughs> like, "You you've committed to this or something? Yeah, what, yeah. What's going on?" Yeah, I live in New York. And you're like, yeah, you just take more stage time. And you don't even realize here because it's like crowds that we were on last night where you're like, "It was an okay set." Yeah, I was like there. But then you. But it just made you kind of talk. Yeah, but then you go and you do like a a real set in front of a big crowd, and you're like, "Oh shit, that yeah. new bit really works." And you had that. Um, um, conversational style yeah because you develop in rooms of 15 or 18 so yeah like, i have to talk I can't so like i was at the store today you yeah like, know it's like, it's, it's that's exactly what i said last night on stage i'm not gonna act like you guys are in an arena yeah it's yeah. fucking 20 people i'm gonna yeah. talk to you like humans yeah yeah but um it's great i fucking love it that's here. how the store is too though late nights of the store that's how all those guys develop that conversational style same thing where it's like you can't yeah it's great i think it's good for comedy to develop that style yeah no, oh, whatever. No. Um, I don't know. I didn't have enough questions for you about being a single, having a single parent. I mean, I think we touched on most of it. Touched. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, all right. That's fine. <laughs> Should we keep going? Let's go get high and Let's watch people. Let's go get people. high, yeah. All right, and watch people. It's fun to take a shirt off here and get high because then yeah, but nobody so- bothers you. Yeah, because they think you're crazy. Sure. But I'm not, so it doesn't matter. And it's not like I see friends. I'm just I can just stare at people, and they don't look back at me, so I can really observe them. <laughs> yeah, you know so that is the one more thing. Invisible. I tried saying that um, about L.A. You're a lot lonelier, even when you're around people. Yeah, because in New York, I don't know. There's just like weird thing where you don't feel. Yeah, you stay in your car and then back to whatever, and it's like you don't really see them. But here, there was an aggressive loneliness from moving here yeah. that I found, where it's like there's so many people that aren't talking to me. Yeah, but I feel like you'd have that moving anywhere. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But there's just so many of them that are yeah. like, you know, if I moved to Alaska, I'd be like, yeah, I'm lonely, but like, I'm not missing many opportunities. I kind of like it because you yeah. just kind of float around. I, once I got here for a while, though, I remember last year being, you ever stay inside your apartment like all day long? Yeah. And then get sort of like a little feeling of depression? Yeah. You're like, oh, And like, I could take it all the way. It's like 1030 at night. I could take it all the way to the next tomorrow. I was like, I feel gross just on the inside. But then I've had occasion. I was like, now nah, I had to go out for a spot. Let's say an eleven thirty spot is my first one. Yeah. And once I start seeing people, my mood just lightens. You know. My best trick is <clears throat> being buddies with the bodega owner on my corner, so you can go talk to him. So I can go talk to him. Shoot just, the go, shit. just go get a water, and he'll be like, "Hey man, how are you?" I'm like, "Good. How are you doing?" And it's not bullshit talk. Right. It's, it's an honest conversation, but it's not invasive. Right. It's not. 
personal. Yeah. It's just kind of like, how, he's like, how's work? And you're like, it's good, man. How are you doing? Where, you, you just start your shift? He's like, 12 hours. And you're like, ah, fuck, it's crazy. Those kids still stealing shit? And he's like, yeah. ah, they don't come in the winter. Yeah, talk about a little something. Yeah, you just talk about what's going on in the I neighborhood. There's a very neighborhood oh, yeah. feel about it. My, my cousin, I went to eat with him and his wife. The waiter at this Indian place was like, "How are you doing?" Like, good. They go there sometimes. And like, how's your kid? Is he still? How's how is he in football this year? Is he starting? Or yeah. he's like, "Oh, he's doing pretty well." But it's like they know enough about him. They they're not like filling time with the conversation. Yeah. They're actually like, "Yeah, our kids in soccer too. How's your kid doing?" Yeah. Oh, don't they have that problem with like? And they actually do want to talk to him for a while. And now wait on me. It's great. I saw a guy. This is what I love about New York. I my ex girlfriend used to live on Fifteenth and Third, and there was a street food vendor guy. Yeah. That I used to get real drunk. And I'd talk to him forever. He was a, a Vietnamese guy. He was training to be a, a, a taxi driver. But he was working at this food cart. And I used to get drunk. And I, I'd overtip him. I'm like, hey, you're the best. And I was on the subway. I mean, this we're talking six years ago. Yeah. I'm on the subway. And, he, and I'm sitting there just like spacing out, looking at the ground. And I look up. And this guy and I make eye contact. And I'm like, holy shit. And he's like, hey, man. And I'm like, how? It was the food. Wow. And I'm like, and he's like, I'm a cab driver. He's like, I live in Queens. I got my cab. He's like, I was going in now to do so. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, it was weird. just so like, oh, well, good for you, man. Yeah. And that kind of like, eh, small world. Well, but then you would never, would you ever take it to the place of like, hey, we're going to a movie, call the bodega guy, no. see if he wants to come with no. us. That's, no, no way. That's a New York friendship. Yeah. It's a, it's everything's a purpose. You're like, I, you, know, you know Carmen Esposito? Yeah. Um, so I was walking down like First Avenue or something. I think she was going to UCB and I was going to the stand UCB. So it's like, she doesn't live here. Yeah. So we passed by and I was like, oh, hey. And like, neither one of us really stopped. We just turned. Yeah. And, like, maybe said hi. Thumbs up. I was like, we both had to go. It was like, oh, I see. Yeah, it's that's, like, hey, that's the best. Or when you're transferring trains. Yeah. And someone's like, where are you going? You're like, stand up New York. Then I'm going to be at the cellar. Like, I'll see Norman. Yeah. And like, I'll come by the cellar. I'm going to be at UCB. And they'll come by and you're like, yeah, that's there's, great. There's multiple places where you know some comics will be. That's the best thing about the cellar. Because late at night, everything else is closed. Santa's closed. Santa Up New York's closed. You're like, oh, I'll go by the cellar. Maybe someone will be there. And someone Probably always somebody. will be. Yeah. And sometimes it's an unbelievable group for a hang. Yeah. And you're like, oh, like you, you, Norman, and Hanley at the back table. Yeah. It's just like, okay. And you walk in, and it's like, you know, you first off, you know, you can get good food. Yeah, you can get food. You if know, you, you want. can smoke weed without. Having your balls busted, yeah, it, right in the West Village smoke spot. There's a smoke spot, and then there's like, you know, back when I used to drink, it was like it was the best because I'm like, let's go have a couple beers at the cellar, and then you're just like, and then there'd be girls that might have like seen you at from a because there's like a lot of girls that they come a lot, they come a lot, yeah. And they're like, is. I saw you two that. weeks ago, you murdered, and you're like, I've noticed Thank that. Thank you. Yeah, my friend Kareem would when Dublin's was like the hottest room in L.A. Yeah. Um, just a Tuesday night bar show, but it was so. I mean, people were there with. If you killed, you get busy. Like industry to give you cards. Like Is that Jay Davis's up, show. Mm-hmm, Jay and I met. Yeah. So Dan Cook really got big. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard stories about Dublin's. But um, Kareem said if he would go and kill, he wouldn't want to get up for another six weeks. But he would go every week because he mm-hmm. could still score the residual puss. That's so nuts. But if he did bad, he goes, "Get me on again. Get me on again as soon as you can, because I can't <laughs> come really until I get, get rid of that." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's got. I mean, that's that's kind of like um, Whiplash was like that for a little bit. Really? Because everyone goes to Molly Wee's. Oh, yeah, right afterwards. Right after. I don't know. Last time I went, like no one went to that. Yeah, it's, I think it's changed because, oh. like, when I when I first started, packed the first time I went. When I first started, when I went to Whiplash, when I first started doing Whiplash, like four years ago. Yeah. 
and I was drinking, and you'd be like have a fucking killer set, and then Maybe. like Louis would drop in, and then everyone would be all geeked up. Validate you, yeah. Mine was uh, Zach dropped in, yeah. So then it was the same thing. Maybe it was just because of that, yeah. And then you like go to Molly Wee's, and they're like, "You were so funny," and in their head they're like, "And you work." With Louie. And you're like, no, I didn't. I didn't even say Not a really. word He to just him. popped in. I, he yeah. walked in and wa- walked on stage. <laughs> and didn't even say a word. Yeah. <laughs> but sure, yeah, I guess he's a my old coworker, Lou. And I, uh. <laughs> yeah, and then you'd just be like, that's where I met the girl with the necklace thing, the blowjob. Really? Yeah. I met her at, she was like, she Young saw me at some bar too. show and then saw me at Whiplash and, and, I, and she was awesome. It was two. Two times. Good enough. Two times. Two times and I got a fucking Rosie the Riveter blowjob. <laughs> Roll those sleeves up. Um, Soder, where can people find you? Oh, you know what I was talking to Esty about? I was saying how shitty comedy is when you were talking about the, the Broad City. Yeah. I was like, comedy's shit now. There's there's no good, there's nothing good on, like funny. And she's like, what do you mean? She thought I was talking about stand-up. I'm like, no, stand-up's good. Just in TV shows in general, there's so few that are like yeah. actually funny instead of like, that wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like actually funny. Really gut-laughing things. Where it's like, I want to watch this instead yeah. of just like, no, his show isn't terrible. It's like, it's like four shows a year. Yeah. And you can name them all very quickly. Yeah. And you're like, hey, well, I know because it's like what I have my DVR set for. Yeah. It's right. what I look forward to watching. Yeah. But I think that. Always Sunny, first five years. I think Always Sunny still. Really? I still think they're, they're, they're coming out with great episodes. Last <sighs> year. A couple, a couple of years in a row. It was like, oh, you guys are kind of, you're all starting families now. When Matt got fat, up. I was like, all right. But last season they did, I think their best episode where they did The Gang Tries to Win an Award. Really? I thought that was one of the best episodes of television I've ever oh, seen. I got to get back into that because I kind of dropped it after a bad year. But South Park, I've stayed with it. Even South Park's great. South Park's still consistent. Yeah, but their off, year, their off episodes are still pretty good. I mean, they always have a point. Yeah, so there's always a point. It might just maybe like, oh my God, did yeah. you guys see South Park? It might not be one of those every time. When they but came it's out, there, it's still that twice a year at least. I mean, the most NSA of the time, stuff, their season premieres are always like... Because they had the most time to think about it. That yeah. NSA stuff was amazing. I mean, the, the, the Redskins Oh, yeah, the Redskins. Uh-huh. was unbelievable. You're like, they was that the NCAA it. one also? No, that, that was the one where, with the crack babies, yeah. where he started the crack baby yeah. league. My slaves. <laughs> oh, they're not slaves. They're NCAA athletes. <laughs> like, okay, loud and clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, and like, I think uh, Key and Peel. Key and Peel's really good. It's really good. I think Inside Amy's really good. Inside Amy's good. Yeah, I think there's Broad City's great. Yeah. Um, I think there are a lot of good shows where you're just like, fucking A, man. All yeah. right. But I think you're right. There's overall. Key gets me on, gets me on uh, the clips a lot. I haven't really watched like multiple shows, so I don't know how much of the clips I'm saying and how much I'm, are the shows. But I, I bet d- it is good. They're always drawn from the same spot. I DVR it, and then I'm like, I'll cut through a couple. Workaholics isn't bad, surprisingly. <laughs> yeah. I really like the first two seasons. But it's only fall. cable. Yeah, I mean any sitcom like they're not I hope taking Lainey does good, but the, the the fucking commercials are like, ugh, what is this? Yeah, well, just they like don't. everything becomes like this gentrified. It's honestly the mistake networks are making are they don't realize that that the networks are irrelevant. Yes, they don't re- re- exactly. That. They still have that archaic belief that they have to show family friendly. Everybody's watching. Yeah, and you're like, D- you don't get it. You can be dark on network, yeah. guys. It's also nine thirty. Yeah. eight, and these rules are made for an Arkansas housewife of 1983. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That these people aren't around. Who do you think is still getting upset? They're like, not going to write. A, they're not going to write a letter. I yeah. also don't like the fact that my phone's always hot. Oh yeah, it gets hotter, right? Yeah. Is your GPS on? Is that what it is? Sometimes, but that's a flaw. I I had to take mine into the Apple Store. I'm like, this is getting hot to the point like it's burning my hand. 
Yeah. And, and what like, they say? Oh, okay, they had some setting change, and they just gave me a new phone. Because it's fucking, my pocket's yeah. like hot. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is, it's not body heat. Let me hear it for your phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not even an iPhone, is it? No, it's an iPhone. It's the new 6. Oh, yeah. It's overheating. Is it's, that what it sometimes is? Sometimes if you're tethering uh, data, it can, it can be like that because it's working overtime. But that was off in your pocket. That yeah. shouldn't be, that shouldn't be doing that. Okay. It's time yeah. for you to go 45 minutes on hold with the Apple Care so they can tell you, okay, here's an appointment. I'm going to go right to the store. Yeah, do that. Pull those, one of those cocksuckers. This is in. hot. What are, you, I mean, what are you even talking about? It's hot. Give me yeah. a new phone right now. I want a new one. I'm an two, American. Two different slave yeah. were used for the making of this. Your Chinese boy that right. built this fingers weren't nimble enough. Yeah. <laughs> Bring me a nimbler phone. He should have committed suicide. Yeah. Why is that? My phone is at like 30%. Oh, it's overheating. It's using the battery too much. Push. Is that all the push on? Is that what it is? Maybe. I don't know. It's going over. It's working overtime. There's nothing on here, though. Well, then I don't know. There's like... I'm telling you, man, I'm dumb. since Steve Jobs died, Apple has gone downhill. They make mistake after mistake. That really is creepy to the point where I don't think I want to keep my phone on me. It got so hot. It got so hot. Yeah, I've had that before on the old iPhones. Okay. It's weird. Yeah. So maybe I just should just take it take in. It's defective. Okay. Done. Yeah. I'm going to do that. It's overheating. Well, what's, what did you have? No, no, no. You're not understanding me. It was in my pocket and just started getting super hot where it hot. hurt me. It Give burned me. me. phone that doesn't hurt me. Should I do that white person thing? Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Can I speak to your manager? Ma'am, uh, sir, I was waiting in line first. Uh, okay, I just need to do it this real quick. I'm hurt. Yeah. <laughs> My product is hurt. Fuck them. Oh, God. Yeah, that creeped me out, man. Soda, where can people find you? Uh, DanSoder.com, at DanSoder on Twitter. Where are you going to be in the next three weeks? I'm going to be in uh, Appleton, Wisconsin. Where? I'm going there. Where are you? I'm going to be there the 18th through... I'm going the week after. Are you? All right. Yeah. It's in Wisconsin. You're going to be there the 23rd through the 25th? 23rd, 25th. I'll be, I'll be there the 16th, 16th through, the 18th. through the 18th. And then... Um, uh, oh, this will be out by then. This will be out the 20th. Okay. It's fuck. So I'll be in Los Angeles the first week of November. Doing what? Um, just doing shows. Are you going to get up? Where are you going to get up? The Virgil, Meltdown. Okay. Those are both good ones. Yeah. And then I think... Uh, I think. We're Public booking a show. Oh, then I'm going to be back at Laughs in Kirkland, uh, the 20th through the 22nd of November. Great. I have a lot of fans in Seattle. Maybe yeah. they'll come see you. Someone go see uh, Dan and bring him some weed. That would be fantastic. And I'll be in Austin. I'll be back in Austin, December uh, 3rd through the 5th, Cap City. So there's this guy there yeah. in Austin who is a comedy fan, but he also he makes a living doing that Task Rabbit shit. Okay. So he waits in line at Franklin's Barbecue for people. We were at Moon Tower together, and yeah. you got to eat Franklin's. Me and, Rob, me and Robbie went. Yeah, and you guys went and ate. So if I were you, I would I'd get in touch with them, either give them the 30 bucks, yeah, whatever easy. it is, to of wait course. for you, uh, and then you and whoever's featuring for you can all go out there or whatever, or trade them for tickets. Done. One or the other. I, I'll give them tickets and give them money Yeah, to wait in line for Franklin's. So good. I want to eat it. Because you and Robbie I- got there at, he got there at like 7.15, we got there at 10.53, and we had our food at like 11.05. Not only that, but you and I went to that one place. You, Kurt, and I, and um, oh, yeah. Nick Mullen went to that place. And uh, what was the name of that place? It was out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, and what's her name? From uh, Mike Lawrence was with us. Yeah, but 
Kristen Kristen Zollner? Yeah. Is she there? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And we all went out into that middle of nowhere. Yeah, with the, with tables in the back. Yeah, the the picnic tables. Yeah, drank and a beer and had those buns or whatever they were. That was good as shit. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, you got to go back there. Yeah. I forget. Kingston? What was the name of it? Man, it was I don't something know. like King Kingston, Texas, right outside of Austin. It was fucking. Oh, 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 oh. That wasn't Christian's owner. I was thinking of this. No. The, okay, this is that barbecue place. Yeah, the barbecue place that you went. Oh, right. During the well, day. Kristen's older night. That was on. Uh, that was at night. That was at night when we went after the show. Yeah. I'm actually ha- uh, meeting her on Thursday. We're oh, hanging out on Thursday. She's awesome. Yeah. But, anyways, yeah, that was when we had those sticky buns. Yeah. Which were unbelievable. Yeah. Now, this is the barbecue place that you. But they didn't cur- have brisket. Didn't you get it? You I got the last, last brisket. Go fuck yourself. I'm not putting this podcast out. <laughs> well, I'm just going to remember that sweet, sweet brisket. Yeah, this stuff was way too cooked. It was like. Done by that. So fucking good. Yeah, and Mullen and the other guy were like, this is usually better than this. And I was like, I'm fine with it. Fuck you. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thanks. Dansoder.com. Yeah. Um, thanks for having me on, dude. You're welcome. All right, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> What's the best song about being a single parent or being a kid in a single parent? Cats in the Cradle. Harry Chapin. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> I'm going to go out to that. All right. Bye. Yeah, you know I'm gonna be like him And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon Little boy blue and the man on the moon When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when We'll get together then You know we'll have a good time then Zoo, that was the episode Well... You know, it was still pretty good. I don't know. What other questions should I have asked? What else was there for a fucking guy who was raised in a single family household? The thing is, with some of these topics, you'd think they'd be interesting. But then the problem is, or you think they'd be full of, like, you know, discussion. But then the problem is, the experience isn't always your experience. The experience is your parents' experience. So, like, when you're a kid, you don't know the difference between having two parents and having one parent. It's not like you're really, really aware of how different everyone else's lives were. So there's, you know, a few things to ask, but mostly it's just, you're talking about just childhood. Oh, I went to my friend's house and played. You know, and that might have been flavored a little bit with the fact that you didn't have a dad around, but, but oh, man, this bed is soft. But, um, anyway, whatever, you get it. So that's the episode. Go see Dan Soder whenever you can. He's a very funny comedian. I'm not kidding. Uh, and Appleton, you can use that ticket code, Aripod, um, to get tickets from me and him. But he said since Saturday always sells out anyway, um, that the tickets are only good for Thursday and Friday for me in Appleton. Great. Um, also, don't forget, if anybody wants special tickets to my taping on October 29th, Facebook me or contact me, uh, contact at ariashafir.com and tell me why. If you're coming from out of town, I think I need more girls there. I think I probably have all guys, so I need some girls there just to like make it even with, you know, whatever. So if you're bringing your girlfriend, you're coming from gone, from somewhere far, let me know um, so I can get you in. And especially if you haven't seen me at all in the last year and a half, then I'd be more likely to let you in because... I don't know, whatever. If you've seen the jokes before, whatever, you get it. Um, All right, you guys, that's it for me. I'm staying at this Airbnb. It's fucking red. 
Um, no smoke detector. Hmm. Well, I guess if I die, I'll die that way. <laughs> I've been doing this thing where I... Okay, so for the first time, when I was in my deepest depression, I would... Um, I would... Uh, I would imagine ways I could die. I, I would, you know, be pulled up next to a truck. I imagine it blowing up and killing me. Or I imagine uh, going under some uh, awning, you know, a construction site and, and, a, and a piece of cinder block, you know, coming down and just hitting me on the head and killing me. Um, it's pretty fun to do. But for the first time, since I've got this special coming up, my thought I thought about something killing me recently of like dying, maybe on the plane Maybe on a plane. Maybe we're doing a, a sharp turn. I was like, oh, we're going down. And then my thought was, oh, fuck. No, not till I record this special. Then we can go down. So I'm saying it here now, as my last will and testament. If I die after I record my special, they should release it anyway. Someone should help edit it. Mm, maybe my manager, Sam Safer. Um... And then maybe she should ask some comedian friends of mine for help. And then put it out anyway. <laughs> I'm not really going to die, I don't think. It's taking some drastic measures. You guys, I'm in LA until I shoot. I'm so excited. I've still got San Diego this weekend, uh, American Comedy Company with Fahim Anwar. And maybe one show, Lance Kenstopoulos will be there. And then I think Ingram and I are going to go to a Chargers game, Chargers Chiefs game, go Royals. Um, cause why not? And, um, then Appleton, Wisconsin the week after, and then my, uh, my special. So go to my, t- my website, com for tickets. Uh, my tickets for the, um, storyteller show in New York are now up. So far we have, um, Bridget Everett, who I don't know if you guys know her or not, but she's funny and a gigantic character on stage. Uh, Mark Norman from my podcast and Jim Norton. I'm not my podcast, and I'm still waiting for trying to get one more big name. And maybe we'll show a preview of the, of the new season if this is not happening. So that's uh, the first week of November. Um, yeah. All right, you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, I'll be back in New York in November. So if you miss me, <laughs> I'm not going to be back till November. All right, bye. You must understand. Can't work a nine to five, so I'll be gone till November. Said I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. You tell my girl you I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. You tell my girl you I'll be gone till November. January, February, March, April, May. I see you crying, but girl I can't stay. I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. You'll give a kiss to my, mother. to my mother We had nothing, I had to do something So I'm knocking on heaven's door Like I'm Bob Dylan Never contemplating the charges I'm facing My newborn son, I hope I see his graduation Take him to the movies By the cemetery, if my corpse can talk Then I will tell him I was sorry Lifestyles of the rich and famous Some die with the name, some die nameless Every time I make a run Girl, you turn around and cry I ask myself why, oh why See, you must understand I can't work a nine to five So I'll be gone till November Said I'll be gone till November, I'll be 
gone till November. You tell my girl I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. You tell my girl you I'll be gone till November. January, February, March, April, May. I see you crying, but girl I can't stay. I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. Give a kiss to my mother, to my mother.